Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120-hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Welcome to CORE, everybody. This is CORE. Uh, What is it? Episode 283 for Thursday, September 23rd, 2021. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. I'm sorry, Bo, artist formerly known as Bo Schwartz, is here. Bo Schwartz. Bo Schwartz. When we were pre-show, you were talking about maybe dropping your last name just for fun, like become this guy named Bo, and that's how everyone knows you. And uh, we'll back you up. Let's do Start it. Start a fragrance line named after me. Bows. Bow to bow. bow. <laughs> <laughs> I would just do. So I have to drop the shorts because that'll be you know too many syllables. No, be call it bo bows odor bo. Oh, I'm sure, I like well, it. sure. I'm sure that's not a bad marketing decision. That it's okay to call yeah. a perfume or a, or a, a cologne bo. I'm sure it's fine. I think but you can market call it right. You can yeah. do it. Yeah, you can do it. I'm, I believe just, in you. But yeah, B, so you say bow by bow. So B.O by bow. And yeah. the B.O. is also bow's odor. <laughs> <laughs> or body odor, yeah. interchangeably. That it's sounds B- like a funnier word than you meant, though. Like bow's odor. It just sounds like a funny... Bow's odor. Yeah, it's like, where are you going? <laughs> I need a tractor. I'd borrow that one over there at bow's odors. They got five or six of them. <laughs> It just sounds like the weird friend you had back in school. Like, Bo's yeah, Oder. it was me, it was Kevin, it was Michael, Bo Zoder was there, and uh, we just got into Bo's a Oder. lot of hijinks. Yeah. yeah. And then I started a show called The Bo Zoder Lair. I'm in. Like a pun on ozone, but... Yeah, no, I know I know what you mean. Lair. Would you also drop the EU, or do you just go B, and it just be B-O if you changed your name? No, 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 it's gotta be B-E-A-U. I okay. gotta, it's, because it's French for handsome. I'm... 
I definitely am keeping the name that is more flattering to, to me than just straight BO. <laughs> like that, that's not changing. It's straight BO. The French to Francophone people, I, I walk up to them and they say, What's your name? And I say, My name is Handsome. Yeah. And they go, What? Yeah. Then they go, yeah, Bo- Oh, uh, your name is Bo. Wee wee, poo poo. And it happens a lot because I live in Canada. There are Francophones here plenty, and it's a, always a lovely reaction. These days I say, Oh, it's a, it's ironic. Yeah. Like uh, like bitter pill lady, whatever her name is. All right, hey, that's that's all that that's all the early news of the show. Now this, we'll let you know if Bo goes full, uh, you know, artist formerly known as Bo to Bo on Kickstarter, yeah. starting soon. It's very exciting. Uh, let's get to this uh, today. The big news of the day, and I was really hoping it would be because it was Thursday, and honestly, it hasn't been a giant news week in video games, but there was a Nintendo Direct today. And a few things got leaked. Yeah. Um, It turns out a lot of the leaks were correct. Uh, We're getting a new Kirby game. Uh, I want to talk about this. Proper 3D Kirby game. Yeah. I need to I need to explain what this is. Kind of the trailer's worth watching. First of all, if you've got time to to kick that in and give it a give it a view, um, it will it will tell you a lot about what to expect from this Kirby game. However, uh, it's weird. It starts out like all kind of apocalyptic and dystopic and everything's overgrown with weeds. The city is in dilapidated, uh, you know, sort of condition, uh, overgrowth everywhere. Like I said, some of these buildings have, you know, look like a real mess happened here, but it's still kind of cartoony looking. So it's not like ugly. It's just it looks like humans have vanished and uh, have been for a long time. Kind of um, what's the Will Smith movie? Uh, I am legend kind of style is what it reminds me of. And then you find out it's a damn Kirby game. And I guess Kirby's got to find out. Let's see. They list it here. Um, if I can find it. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land is a 3D uh, platformer launching on the Switch in spring of 2022. Uh, it says, is that all it says? That's all I have. Ah, eh, crap. Somewhere else I read that it, he's got to find out what happened to the world. So this big 3D open world, he's got to go figure shit out. And let me tell you right now. I am 100% here for this game. I am ready for this. Bring it on. Put it on my Switch. I'm going to play this all night when I get it. I'm totally excited. Except that I love one. Kirby as yeah. a character. Yeah. I think Kirby's great. I, I have never really... It's so weird because I'm trying to think. I don't know if I've ever played a proper Kirby game. Mm. And by proper, you mean like any of the mainline Kirby games. Like we're not right. talking, you know, where he's part of smash brothers or shit like that. You're yeah. like, you know, like Kirby's big adventure or Kirby's uh weasel attack or whatever the hell it was last yeah. time. I don't remember. I think the most I ever played of one was when I was working at a uh, well-known video game retail store. Yeah. And uh, to pass time, I would play the uh, 3DS one or not the 3DS, the just the DS one where you drew on the screen and then he'd roll around on whatever you drew. Mm-hmm. Um, I oh. think that's the only Kirby game I ever played any large amount of. Kirby's Epic Yarn. That was, or no, no, no. That's the newer no. uh, one. It was uh, like oh. something about, it was, I think it was the time when everything was like DS. So wouldn't it be, it was, Cur- no, maybe it wasn't. It was Kirby's not dream collector. Kirby, not Dreamland. That's old Game draw, Boy drawing stuff. Kirby Kirby drawing draw stuff. shit and then draw, ride on the things the shit you drew. Yeah, um, that that, was, that was a very innovative, cool game at the time. I can tell you by looking at this trailer what this looks like to me is 
there's some subversive stuff in here. He becomes Link at one point and fights some monsters in Link form, which is pretty great. Um, but this looks like more of the the, the open world Mario type game, um, mm-hmm. but with all the weird shit Kirby can do. 100% in. I'm all in on this. And I don't even care. Yeah. Sidian says Mario Odyssey reskinned. Uh, that's fine, too. I don't care. I love that game. That was one of the best games I've ever played in my life. So bring it on. I don't care how cute it is. Put all the sugar right on top. Don't care. I'm in. I'm all in. And also, it's weird. Think about it for a second. Kirby's in the uh, Mad Max town and trying to f- figure out what happened to the world. That's freaking weird. Yeah. Right? I bet it's something to do with King D D D D. Yeah, King Dildo Donkey Dung. What is it? What is his name? He has a real name. It's like King Didi. Uh, I don't. I just don't remember how many D's it is. It's D D D D D. Let's see. Enemy, enemy for Kirby. Okay, we got the Kirby Wiki. Uh, our big bosses are. Oh no, not no, no. King Decade. Who the hell's that? I don't know who that is. <laughs> I mean, we're all fighting that boss. I think that might actually be the answer right now. We're dealing with it. We're in the middle of it. Uh, I can't find it. Yeah, there was a character called. Okay, so there's Mega Knight King D D. Oh, there it is. King D D D D D. Um. Oh yeah, he's like a yeah. little shitty bird uh, with a hammer. Yeah. Yeah, he sucks. Freaking hate him. Here, chat. I don't know why I'm so emotional about it, but I really don't like him. There he is. See, you know this character, everybody. In fact, I feel like I've seen him in something else. Yeah. Well, I think he was in the like. Didn't they do a, a Kirby cartoon? And didn't he talk? And wasn't he always like, "We got to get that Kirby"? Like he talked like that. He had a great voice. I, I don't know. Is that true? I don't know. Okay. I'm going to believe you. <laughs> I have no idea where I obtain this knowledge. I just have it. It's like I'm plugged into some sort of like pop culture machine. And every now and then something just comes into my head. So if we take four uh, times, no, I'm sorry, times nine. Sorry, I'm doing a little math here. That's uh, 36. I don't know why I couldn't do that in my head. 36 Kirby games. This will be the 37th. Of the How have I never played one then? That's know. the craziest part. Isn't that nuts? That's nuts to me. I mean, I guess, you know what? They might be counting Smash Brothers. Let me look. Uh, shit. Okay, well, now I lost it. But maybe that's counting stuff where he's a little crossover guy. Yeah. Or something. But still impressive, you know? I don't think people go, hey, let's talk about those mainline Mario or those mainline Nintendo characters, huh? Let's start with Mario. Oh, yeah, Link. Yep. Kirby, no one does that, do they? They say they say Samus, and then they say uh, Wario, and then they say I don't know everybody else, Luigi, because he's got his own mansion and his ghosts and all that bullshit. Like they go, they they get right into those characters. Nobody talks about Kirby anymore, and I I'm here to say no more. Let's get a good Kirby game out, and I'll play it till my eyes bleed. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, Bo, any thoughts? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I think jam. I played Kirby on Game Boy, a lot, like the LCD Game Boy a long time ago, but not. Yeah. Yeah. Me either. Not, not, I mean, not it's not me. like I played I'm like three the of them, so I totally get that. He's also really uh, popular sure in Smash. Yeah. He, like in Smash Brothers, he's enormously popular pick. Uh, I don't know if he's like S tier or what he is, but he's supposed to be real good. Well, he's the only one that survived that cutscene in Smash Brothers. Because oh. they have that cutscene in the Smash Brothers where all the Super Mario uh, guys died. That's right. And Kirby's the only one who survived. He had to bring everybody back. Yeah. 
Was no one saw that coming? I didn't. That's canon. That happened. That did That's happen. That's in the lore. Yeah. Of uh, the the well respected and beloved lore of Super Smash Brothers. There you go. That's the one. Uh, we got our final uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate's final DLC fighter will be revealed in early October. We got news that that was coming. I, I can't believe they actually said. And don't forget, in October, the last whatever Smash fans, you know who you are. You're stoked. That's good yeah. enough for me. It's totally fine. Well, I mean, I honestly get out your torches and pitchforks because, you know, they said it's going to be the last one, which means if you were disappointed by an announcement before, which they kind of universally tend to be. Yeah. Now they know this is it. Yeah. So all the people that are there going, it's going to be Goku or whoever it's going to be. They're certain it's going to be whoever. Yeah. Uh, now's the time where they're going to find out. Finally, no. It's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, exactly. So we'll finally get that out of the way. And that's the last one. They're not doing any more. Uh, nope. Dur- uh, you know, any official anything anymore. So Waluigi will never, ever set foot in a Smash <laughs> Brothers game. Waluigi, no. You're and right. we're all better off for this truth. Okay. I'm just telling you, he's the worst Nintendo character of all time. Challenge me, John. Convince me I'm wrong. I, Who's okay, worse? I'll convince you you're wrong. Go. Uh, so on Twitter, after all, we'll talk about the casting decisions. Yeah. But somebody posted a fake casting for the Mario movie, and it was so good yeah. that I'm on board, and it is w- Willem Dafoe as <laughs> Waluigi. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Tell me that's not perfect, and tell me it doesn't make you like Waluigi just a little bit more. A little bit better, yeah. A little bit better. Although I did now I want Waluigi to bust into the room and catch Robert Pattinson smacking his wiener in, in the uh, lighthouse. If you haven't seen that movie, uh, this won't make sense, what I just said. Anyway. Uh, I want to see that. I haven't watched That movie's good. The acting's insane. They're both amazing in it. And it's a very depressing, dreary piece of work, but it's a hell of a movie. I really liked it. Some people in the chat got it. Um, all right. Uh, oh, um, what else? Animal Crossing. Uh, they're getting they're getting their own direct in October, and uh, they say the Roost is coming soon. Uh, so Brewster and the Roost will also be coming to the game in the near future. I guess that's the that's the owl, right? Do I have that right? No, I the owl was already there. <laughs> he curates the museum. Yeah, right? but did is he have his, another owl? Did he have his Roost? Did he? I would assume someone named Roost would be a rooster oh yeah good point hold on maybe he's a roost canal well no his name is no it is him the root the roost okay open 24 7 yeah no 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 this is him that's a new thing up inside of the museum that you go to and it's his so that's his okay. name so it belongs to the owl the owl is na- is called what what's his name uh blathers blath oh no you're right brewster who's brewster all right, it's all very. Did you guys confusing. play this game? That's <laughs> 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 a fair question. I mean, not in a like, while. What is everybody named in this game? It was my it was my pandemic comfort food, as it was, I think, for mm-hmm. a lot of players, and it was so much so that I played the living hell out of it to the point now where I kind of don't want to look at it for another two years. Brewster is a pigeon. Oh, okay. So if he's a pigeon, maybe Brewster has nothing to do with the roost. Is what I'm saying. These are separate. No, he's a hundred percent tied to. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> Brewster's there. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. So Brewster is the coffee shop owner. That'll be up in the. Oh. <laughs> I don't Glad know. 
Dude. Everybody knows. Animal Crossing. It's, you know what everybody's yeah. really thankful for today? They're like, man, I'm so glad Core decided to talk about <laughs> Nintendo games because you got two guys that don't know anything about it and one that doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a real, real good news day for everybody. I, You know, look, if you're looking for expert Animal Crossing commentary, we are probably not going to provide it. Um, that's all I'll say about that. Uh, okay. What else? Oh, uh, there was a rumor that we'd get a new Bayonetta. We are indeed getting a new Bayonetta. We just talked about her. The other yeah. Day. Yeah. It was in the NVIDIA leak. By uh, the oh, week. right. Yeah, that's right. I believe you could quote us as saying it's not going to happen. Yeah. I think you can still, you can still quote us as saying that's not coming to PC, but right. going to, Mar- don't go into a Nintendo thing that they own and they own that developer now. Yeah, of course. Of course it'll come there. So anyway, that's happening. She has braids. So, uh, Take that for whatever you think that might be worth. Uh, let's see. November, they're getting the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake as well. Ooh. No, not no? the remake. No. no. Oh, just no. the old one. It's not the remake. The I thought maybe they'd do a dumbed down one that was like less, just didn't have as much. Well, they are. Game. It's called the original version of the game. <laughs> that's that's the, that's the version that they're getting. Well, that's boo. Because, well, okay, so that tells me something. I was worried when they made the announcement at the Sony, uh, for what's it called? Sony, whatever showcase Sony. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was forward, but that's, that's Ubisoft. Um, anyway, uh, what was I going to say? I forgot. You were worried. About of the old oh, oh, oh I was worried. Okay. Cause, worried cause there's been a lot of hay made about, okay, well they're, they're redoing it. It's a remake, not a remaster. So we're not just getting up res textures and better resolution. This is going to be from the ground up. They're going to rebuild it in a better engine or a newer engine and it's going to look amazing and I, they've said that yeah. what they haven't said is is anything significant going to happen to gameplay and just some of the systems in the game that are quite honestly out of date as much as i love that game there are things in there that are you know they're not great in a modern context and so i kind of had this feeling that oh well they'll do some of that as well like they did with your final fantasy 7 thing which is so different um but you know it, they changed a lot of stuff like that under the hood and I was hoping that would happen here. They've not said they were, but that's what I had hoped. When I heard that this was coming sort of on the heels of that announcement and they announced this today, at first I thought, well, this is that remake. But now that you say it isn't, like, is this going to be, does this tell me the new one, the remake is going to have the same exact systems? That's what I'm saying. No, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be different. I think it's going to be reworked. Okay. I mean, that's what that's what remake implies so far. I mean, it's not like a a legal term that if you do it a certain way, you know, you're going to be uh you're going to officially run afoul of Damn. everything, but there are expectations and there are a lot of remasters going around. Yeah. And it's still remake is a a relatively unused word, right? right. So Diablo 2 is getting around it by calling it resurrected, but it's essentially a remat. Like they probably did a lot of technical work on it, but it's just looks prettier, right? They kept all the base systems in place as much as possible. That was, I mean, I don't know if the final product's going to have that, but that's a re to me. That's a remaster. It's the exact same game, but a fresh cone of paint. Yeah. Yeah. A remake final fantasy seven is the only remake game and they remade the crap. It's a whole new game from the ground up with the original, keeping in the spirit of the original, but doing its own thing. And it is nothing like 
it's everything like the original and nothing like the original. Mm-hmm. So Knights of the Old Republic remake is is going to be an entirely new experience. I, I don't expect my expectation. They use that word on purpose. So we're going to find out if that word means anything to to anyone other than Square Enix with the release of this game. Because it could be a shit, like a garbage Shit garbage. <laughs> it could be a shit garbage. Yeah, a it shit could garbage. be shit garbage. Like just like a fan, they, they remaster it and mm-hmm. the controls are bad and all those things you're talking about. Or it could be a brand new re-envisioning of systems, gameplay, just keeping the story for the most part intact but yeah. modernizing it. We're, we're also going to find out if Square Enix stands by that as a term because Final Fantasy IX Remake is now a thing that is getting talked oh, about. Really? So. Uh, we are going to find out if Square Enix maintains the remake and what it means uh, as oh, versus remaster. That's interesting. But that tells me they may not be doing that because if Seven's other part isn't even out, or how, how many parts is Seven supposed to get? Just two, or or is it more? They than haven't one? announced know. actually. But I would expect guessing, three or four. Guessing, guessing on how much content from the original was in one. Yeah, John is right. It, it's three or four. Or four. Two is not going to end with two. I can't. I mean, it seems too big, right? They didn't even make it through all of the first disc, right? Like seven seven was three discs and they didn't even get through disc one with remake number one. And arguably it's the smallest, still the smallest portion of the game too. Like hours wise, it's maybe a third or less of your total hours played, depending on how much you do. But the one thing is, is Final Fantasy seven remake is very corridor like where Final Fantasy seven does have an open world component where you go to different places and do things. So, they could easily end it with two. Like they have, they also could. They also could just say like, "Well, we're not going to tell the whole story that we did in seven. We're just going to get the essential bits and make a two-part experience." Yeah. Like that's possible as well. I sure. feel, sure, yeah. But um, I don't know. I'm. I just wish they'd all put it in two because I I don't want to you know spend a decade waiting for. <laughs> game releases like just remake the thing please so yeah. my hope is that the second one is the last one and just cram it all in there please but yeah we'll see that's me too i want to play that game but i kind of don't want to wait forever and feel like i'm always on the hook for it i don't know they gotta it doesn't seem yeah, like they I should mean, it's final just fantasy per- 13 had three parts as a recent sort of indication that wasn't a remake but they did end up releasing three parts of 13 so it's pretty i can pretty easily see there being three parts for so, final fantasy so hold on a second john if they're getting if they're going right to nine what happened to eight uh it got skipped <laughs> it's like like here's the thing here's the only reason why i think there's going to be a, a remaster of nine mm. um or you know not remaster a remake uh, apparently they are going to be doing a television show based on nine. Oh, <laughs> and as a result, they are going to probably have a lot of high quality assets and art and a lot of attention to it. And, you know, is nine is nine known for that, its, uh, for its movie potential TV potential. Like, is that a thing? It I've has missed? a lot of bright, colorful characters. You can see it being something that's very appealing to people. Like I, I, I think nine over the years. So at the time that nine came out, I don't think it was super well received, but I think it's gotten a lot of attention as the years have gone by and it's kind of become like that secret gem of the mm-hmm. PlayStation era. Like it's kind of that thing where a lot you hear you'll hear a lot of Final Fantasy fans go, Oh, I like seven or oh I like eight. 
but then in both camps, both are like, yeah, but nine was pretty good. Like nine gets a lot of additional, like also ran kind of love. And I think it's really good. Honestly, I I would consider it one of my favorite final fantasies. Like Hmm. it's the one in an era where they were going to cars and, you know, future tech and all of this sort of stuff. It was the one that went back to, crystals and jobs and villages and knights and airships and like kind of all the old classic tropes of final fantasy so are you really eight's weird as shit too yeah has yeah. a cowboy in it like it, it i mean say it's good let's say like being weird is not immediately a thing to say like it's bad but i as a saleable product i mean i'm just like what is it it's just like it's a bit of a train wreck even though it still can be good i just don't know how you I don't know how you remake eight, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> eight, eight is definitely uh, weird. I'm a huge fan of eight until remake got me into seven. I I was a Final Fantasy eight fan, and I was like, mm. I don't know why people like seven. I like eight, uh, but whatever. I've played both. But, They're both good in Final Fantasy way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, eight would be a weird way to. I mean, eight's just a bizarre thing. You've got a school full of soldier kids that they're they're just like it's like Hogwarts, but what if instead of wizarding, they were in the military? Mm. Like <laughs> it's it, it just sort of translates a little weirdly nowadays. It's just weird. The cowboy guy, the, the, the they have the gun blades is the the big thing is their weapons. I don't know, and I forget, but I just know it gets weird towards the end. Mm. Oh yeah, they've all got amnesia. They were all orphans. They all knew each other, but they don't remember it. Like it gets it gets bizarre. But I I love you know all Final Fantasies are weird. What can I say? Yeah, they're, mm. they're that's a given. But are the the Gunblades? Is that the origin of Gunblades? Was that game? Because I never know where yeah. those first showed yeah. up. Oh, interesting. Because yeah. it has the mechanic where when you're hitting, you can trigger the gun and do extra damage by holding the trigger. Because there's some Gunblade business in that animated uh seven thing uh what was that called advent children mm-hmm. didn't that have Is some there? gun blady act ac- no remember i don't that wrong? remember no no what? eight eight was the that was the big i remember when eight came out it's like the, the main character has a gun blade oh my god it's so cool like yeah. It, yeah so it's not in seven but there are guns in seven for sure i think where i, I think effed up in my head i think i'm mixing it up with like a devil may cry intro or something because that, that was basically a gun blade Right. Yeah, eight is the most Devil May Cry of the Final Fantasies. I think. Really? Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Is it turn based or actiony or what? Well, it's turn based. It's okay. traditional. You know, good guys on this side, bad guys on this side. Click yeah. the fight or spell button menus. When did it's it... just a little more rock and roll than Final Fantasy. Had was been t- was twelve the first yeah. one where that really dra- drastically changed? Because it, it feels like twelve was it where you know three D models mo- moving around a pseudo pause turn-based thing or yeah no, is it because 13 is menu-based like 13 at least the first one is, is very it? like menu-based yeah but remember. 12 played like an mmo Uh-oh. like it it, it played it played like an offline mmo so i guess you okay. could say 11 technically was because it was an mmo oh, right. and played differently but uh 12 played the same way and then 13 went a little bit back to menu like it tried to walk the line it felt a little mm-hmm. bit mm-hmm I don't remember though. Well, thir- I've played a lot. I've played a lot of thirteen. I really like thirteen, but it's over the shoulder until you get, and then you get into battle, and then battle starts. And okay, it's menu. It's menu stuff. Mm. It's, it's like a return to form. And that's the one kind that just deal. hit Game Pass, right? We were talking about. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. Yeah. It has two sequels. Still kind of tempted. Give it a give it a whirl. 
still yeah a we still need to get you to play a final fantasy game i have played yeah. a whole bunch of them i just haven't finished I mean, any of them so just play final fantasy 7 remake though i mean if we're gonna get him to yeah. play one, i played seven right back in the day and didn't finish it i played um one of the early snes ones didn't finish it don't remember which one it was um that was way long ago and then the um what's the other one? Oh, 15 played a bunch of that didn't finish it uh, so yeah, I have this thing where I start them and I get like four or five hours in, and then I, I maybe don't play them then if you don't like them. <laughs> it's not that I don't like them. <laughs> I, do, I do like them. I think I think maybe at the time that I played them or was really playing them, um, I think the anime stories were not hitting the way I, they they hit better now than they used to. Is what I'm trying to say. Mm. I have gotten better at accepting <laughs> certain tropes and stuff as just sort of standard, and it's okay, and then. Just because the guy says Ugh, 15 times doesn't mean it's bad. You know, things like that I've gotten better at. But um, I think there was a time there where I was just like, I, this is not a story I want to invest myself in because I don't get well, it. Well, plus, I mean, you're basically in the same position I was, you know, what, like a month ago? Because mm-hmm. I had played almost every single one and had never beaten a single one of them. Mm-hmm. Now I've beaten three of them. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. And you've done so uh, very quickly. Like, Remember when those games first came out for the NES and SNES, people would play them for years because there were no other video games coming out at any sort of clip that felt like they, you know, could go buy another one right away. And now these days, John beats them in three weeks. Just tore right through them, man. All three. Amazing. You're still in four, right? That's happening. Yeah. Four has been a little slower going. Things have been busier. I haven't gotten to play as much, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm playing four. That's nice. uh, good. You and you, Scott and John are—they've uh, got an intense rivalry, but they finally—you got mind control. Is oh. the is the problem? Oh, you boy. turned on us. Yeah. You captured Bo yeah. and uh, held her hostage. In case anybody doesn't know, I changed the names of the characters in Final Fantasy. Yeah, IV. clearly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This yeah. isn't us. He's so really I'm, talking about, but yeah, I, I'm effigies. a prisoner now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're somebody's Scott's lady prisoner. prisoner, and I have turned on everyone. So yeah. Just like real life, we got this. Yeah, it's great. It's an adventure, and it's a it's a fantastic story. Four is actually really dials up the drama pretty oh, yeah. heavily. Yeah, uh, you know, you've got you've got some really dramatic beats. Lots of characters die in pretty awful ways, and you know it's it's dramatic because they they blink, mm. oh. they appear and disappear, and they blink and then they disappear forever, like a Jedi. Oh my gosh, that is dramatic. It's very yeah. dramatic. Oh, I was sorry. <clears throat> I was sad this week to hear the news about that voice actor for Final Fantasy that passed away. Everyone loved him. I oh guess. yeah, yeah, he was really, really good, and they they did vigils in the game for him and and all of that. It was very nice. Yeah, he just passed. Um, let's see, his name is Stephen Critchlow, and he played that character with the. He's the elf with the mustache. Um, <laughs> yeah. I can't remember that I was convinced was going to be a villain. I was like, look at this guy. He's got a, he's got a mustache. He's got a cane. Uh, He's got to turn on us. Right. And then he ended up just being one of the nicest, best people in the whole world. Yeah. He goes against type. This guy, he, uh, he's not what he appears to be, which I guess there's a lesson in there somewhere. But, uh, anyway, that was sad to hear. I guess everyone really liked him too. He's a super nice guy. Yeah. Um, all right. He was also did a bunch of other stuff, I guess. <clears throat> episodes of Doctor Who, Torchwood, Killzone 3, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Been around. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Uh, where were we? I don't know. Oh, this other Nintendo stuff. So look at this here. 
Uh, uh, we mentioned the Old Republic already. Where's the other one? There it is. Breath of uh, the Wild 2. Oh, yeah. Breath of the Wild 2, which we already knew about, but I guess we got... Did we get a date? We did not get a date. I didn't notice. I don't, I don't think, think so. we got a date yet. It doesn't surprise me. Oh, the one I'm actually kind of interested in, because I think the best part of the Mario Party games are the incredible mini games that there are to play in them. And I always wish when I would play Mario Party with the kids or friends or whatever, that I could just skip all of this waiting around board game stuff and just do a bunch of these mini games and just have a mm-hmm. giant tournament style mini game fight with my friends. Well, that's basically what they're making. Mario Party Superstars. They showed gameplay and maps. This game comes out on the 20, uh, 29th of October. So this year. And um, I'm weirdly excited about that as a family gather around the TV. Let's be idiots kind of experience. Yeah, I think that'll be good for for my household, too. Yeah, uh, they pulled a two and it's out now uh, on the direct mm-hmm. with uh, they announced an act razor game. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's a callback. Yeah. Oh act razor uh, renaissance. Mm uh, which is out now and immediately. And while it is probably not the bigger deal of them, it's the one I'm more interested in. So I saved it for second, which yeah. is the Castlevania advance collection. Oh, that's a collection like four or five of games. All the, uh, all the game boy advance, uh, Castlevania games. Yeah. And yeah. those were really good. Those were some of the best Castlevania games that, uh, got published. Agreed. Um, Yep. Some of which very much in the spirit of Symphony of the Night. So yep. um, I really, really liked that, uh, especially uh, Aria of Sorrow. Um, it contains Castlevania Circle of the Moon, Harmony of Dissonance, Aria of Sorrow, and it actually also contains the SNES game Dracula X. Oh, no way. That's cool. Yeah. So that's pretty rad. Um, that's another one that was available right away. And I think I will pick that up just to play Aria of Sorrow again, which was a extremely cool Castlevania game. Yeah, those were good. GBA game. Some of the best like uh, second and third tier Nintendo properties saw some of their best uh, outings on the GBA. I think those Metroid games are amazing on there. Yep. Um, like arguably better than their counterparts on the other stuff. There's a couple of really amazing Zelda games. Uh, on the GBA as well. There was one called, uh, oh no, that was DS. But it was a cool one with the train. There was like a train. Do you remember that? Oh, Spirit Tracks. Spirit yeah. Tracks was great. Oh man. Yeah. They did some awesome, they did some awesome handheld stuff. Like, yep. that's why I'm always shocked when they do their big stores and it's like, we've got NES games and SNES games. And it's like, guys, some of your best stuff was on handheld business. Mm-hmm. Like, where's this? So I'm glad we're finally getting some of that because some of those games are just the, the best content that Nintendo has put out. Well, good news if you want more of that sort of thing, because they also announced uh, something kind of crazy. Let me pull it up here. Uh, they announced they're adding to their online service, which is currently uh, running, I think, under four bucks a month, and you get access to a ton of NES, Super NES, um, mobile stuff, some other things that kind of connect to it. You get all of that for that price, uh, like and plus Tetris ninety nine, and you know these weird add on games they put in there, um, and then it lets you also play multiplayer games online. They're going to add this as an expansion pack, which is an interesting monetary thing to do. Um, but they're adding N sixty four. And Genesis games <laughs> to the lineup. So the unholy union has finally happened. Nintendo, uh, Sega, in bed at last on one console, 
Yes, that's right. I mean, I guess this stuff's been available in other packs and other things, so it's not that big a deal. But as somebody who survived that great war of <laughs> of the of the mid nineties, um, it's just weird to see. But yeah, you'll be able to get some uh, uh, Nintendo sixty four games um, and Genesis games. They did not say exactly which ones, but they did. Uh, name they a did few. reveal some of them. Yeah, they, so they did some. So we know uh, Super Mario 64, <laughs> Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64, Yoshi's Story, uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time. This one was wild. I, I don't know if you played it. Winback. <laughs> kind of be on oh, there. Oh, yeah. The cover uh, uh, mechanic. First cover mechanic, some people think. Yeah. yeah. It, well, it also, yeah, and the blind fire where you just shoot up over your head and you don't actually aim. Like, yeah. I, I forgot how many people played Winback. I thought it was just something I owned. But seeing people get excited about Winback, of all things, has been crazy. Oh, yeah. uh, Mario Tennis and Dr. Mario 64. Fine, fine selection. And- it's a reminder that the N64 lineup was, you know, during an awkward 3D phase. And some of that stuff's fine, but win back as interesting as a relic and i mean even i think i want to say those guys who did the first gears games were like oh yeah win back huge inspiration we're totally going to do that mechanic and that's where they figured it out yeah. um but some of these others like there's no golf right oh that only happened uh, in cube day cube times maybe yeah not yet i don't remember but they did say more coming they mentioned majora's mask and f-zero so oh, right. there's definitely going to be more coming. And I heard as weird as it as it sounds, uh, but I saw a tweet about it, that Banjo-Kazooie is coming back. Oh, yeah. It, it says so, right here. That's weird. That Microsoft owns uh, the rights to that now. Maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe they're working to maybe they're working to get weird uh, uh, for yeah. Genesis. You got Castlevania Bloodlines, uh, Contra Hardcore, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Echo the Dolphin. Hell yeah. Golden X, <laughs> Gunstar Heroes uh fantasy star four uh rise star shining force shinobi three sonic the hedgehog two streets of rage two strider yeah and i can't tell what this other one is in the picture it's a, i'm not looking at a list it's but. a decent lineup um it's funny they skipped right over sonic the hedgehog one yeah I don't know what that's about but uh maybe you get that in there um <laughs> but yeah like it's a bunch of stuff some of that i owned most of that at the time um, I played Gunstar Heroes to my eyes almost fell out of my head once. <laughs> I played till like three or four in the morning. I was doing like bow hours back then. Is is bad. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, seems like a thing. They got a deal going. You're gonna get your Nintendo uh, 64 and your Genesis on. And my guess is that'll probably they don't have pricing yet. They're gonna announce that later. Uh, but they, my guess is another three bucks gets you this or something. I don't know. Yeah. I think. Well, hey, if you want to spend even more money for a more authentic experience, they are also putting out compatible controllers so that you can play your N64 games with a N64 controller and your Genesis games with a Genesis controller. Nice. Nice. So what if I already have, uh, I kind of have those in USB form. I wonder if those will work. They might. They're each $50, oh. which seems way too much for at least the Sega Genesis one. Three Especially because it's not the cool six button. Oh, one. it's not. It's, it's the three button. Boo. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to spend 50 bucks, you got to give me the six button Genesis controller. Ooh, that's terrible. All right. I, I would pay that much for an N64 controller, though. It was. Some, I don't know that I will. Yeah. I'm just saying that I would. I might. And if it's uh, is it bigger or smaller? I guess we don't know. That'd be the same. Right? No, it's, it's the same. Yeah. OK, it's 
Yeah. <laughs> kind of want one. <laughs> They're big. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm like, if you're going to say it's $50, like the N64 controller is a big controller. Yeah. You can do a lot smaller out there than them. Uh, anyway, so that's coming. Um, and I guess online members will soon be able to pre-order all this stuff. Uh, where everyone else will have to wait until they sign up. But uh, that's the deal there. Uh, Splatoon 3 got announced. They showed gameplay. Uh, they have a single-player campaign called Return of the Mammillions. I really liked that last game, Splatoon 2. Well, I think this could go places. I think it's my favorite design of like new, edgy Nintendo characters that don't exist in the other Pantheon. There's something cool about them. Don't know what it yeah. is. It's very like 90s, but I, I don't know. I like it. Uh, what else? Monster Hunter shit. We'll skip over that because who cares? <laughs> just kidding. I know a ton of you do, but it's just an expansion pack for Monster Hunter Rise. You already know yeah. what you're getting. You know who you are. They'll be happy to get it. Um, we did Animal Crossing. Who are we missing here? Shigeru Miyamoto announced the cast and release date of the Super Mario Brothers movie. We better talk about this now. <laughs> um, yep. This is uh okay. So the internet's on fire right now with this news. Uh, because it was announced that Prince, uh, Chris Pratt has been cast as Mario. Now, quick reminder here, even on the show, because I had to remind myself, this is not a live-action movie at all. Right. This is a no. animated 3D Pixar-style film that's being made, and they have hired Chris Pratt to be the voice as Mario. So in that context, we should be as critical or not critical as we want to be of this choice, but just know the context. This isn't him with a hat doing his Bob Hoskins, you know moment on camera that's not what this is all right that being said how do we feel a canadian you know what as a canadian who just sees the rise of chris pratt from afar Bo, how, how did it land on you when you heard that chris pratt was going to be mario van mario well, I, I found out like pretty much because i saw it in the show notes yeah. <laughs> i didn't i didn't find out before and i was like yeah how do you feel that's now pretty, you just kind just of like eh, like does yeah. it make me excited? No. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, will he? Will it be good? Maybe. I mean, I'm not going to judge it ahead of time. You know, he's he's can be funny. I enjoyed him in Parks and Recreation. He's okay as Star Lord. Like, I'm not my. Yeah. It's not my favorite. Uh, you know, but he's funny. He's good. You yeah. know, but I'm not like. I don't know. I'm not like. Oh my God, Chris Pratt's in a movie. Holy shit! Better go see that thing. I'm yeah. just like, you know, like whatever. Like, yeah, yeah we're probably I'm very meh on it. We're probably past I, that point. It strikes him. me that I haven't heard his like ham Italian or Mario fied Italian take on things. So usually he's like he sucks and he acts all adorable by sucking, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, like that's kind of his shtick, like. He's a little dumb, yeah. but he has a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. His characters are kind of like that. He plays a type. So I'm not sure how, like, what's this plumber type going to be? Like, I don't, I'd much rather have Bob Hoskins than Chris Pratt. You know, like, I don't think it's particularly good casting, but maybe it'll be great. The yeah. whole cast list sounds weird to me. It sounds like we're not going to take this seriously. We're going to get a bunch of goofy people to play goofy things. I don't know. The only one I'm really excited about is Fred Armisen. Cause yeah. he's amazing. He's cranky. <laughs> and I, yeah. I think he, whatever he's going to do here is going to be great. But the rest of them are just like, you know, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Like, I don't, <laughs> if he, if he, if he could personify Donkey Kong, like, I don't want to judge ahead of time. Maybe it'll be amazing, but like, I don't see it. I'm like, 
What if he goes, uh, hey, hey, Mario, weed is great. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. Exactly. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I don't know about any You're of selling this. me on this movie. <laughs> I mean, those are his things he's known for, his laughing. I mean, even Jack Black is Bowser. I'm like, I don't. Jack Black energy is Bowser. I'm like, I'm not into any of this cast list, honestly. Well, they'd have to. There are, some, there are some weird ones here. Charlie Day is Luigi. Uh, maybe, maybe. Like, are they going to don any kind of accents? If they are, that's these are bad casts. Uh, as far as I know, Chris Pratt doesn't do a very good Italian person. And why don't you just hire an Italian, uh, someone with that accent? I mean, I guess that's where my problem is exactly, too, is we haven't exactly seen Chris Pratt uh, reach as far as range goes for things. Like, yeah, he's fine in the Lego movie, but he basically plays doing Chris Pratt's voice. Yeah. Like it's the you can interchange all of his characters like and whether they're goofy or serious is kind of the you know, how are we rotating that dial seems to be all the all that we get out of him. Yeah. Maybe he ends up being great, but I don't see it because based on the body of work, I go, well, that's a that's an odd choice. You know, I think that uh, Captain Lou Albano and Bob Hoskins both probably provided a better Mario voice uh, than I think Chris Pratt would. Uh, neither of them are alive, so, you know, not options. But, yeah. um, you know, I it's well documented on the show that I wish that Mario sounded more like just a Brooklyn plumber. Well, uh, and he could do that. Pratt maybe has a really good Brooklyn thing. I don't think he does, though. Like that's the thing. Is I maybe he does, and if he does, I'm all in. Okay. Yeah, but they're not going to do Brooklyn. Think he does? They're not going to do Brooklyn harsh. Like, aren't they supposed to do the more like the weird Nintendo Italian? Like, uh, I don't know. It's me, a Mario. That's the thing. I have to go into the pipe, a peach. If they're going to do that, why would they hire Charlie Day to be Luigi? It doesn't fit. Exactly. Like, again, this isn't Nintendo. Mario's not based on reality. Like, we don't have to, like, get Italians necessarily. I'm behind that. It's a weird Nintendo world. But these guys don't strike me as weird. Have. I don't know if this is problematic, like mildly effeminate sort of voices that Mario and Luigi, like, hey, I'm a Mario. Let's get into this pipe. Mm. Like, I I picture, like, Mario's characterization of video games is not. That's what was weird about the original Mario movie was that they were, hey, I'm Mario. Let's go and fix the pipe. Oh, shit. There's a Goomba in here. What (laughs) what are we going to do? Get out of my way, Goomba. Like, you know, I. Again, if you're going that way, there's like get the cast of Sopranos to act as these characters. Oh, not man, that'd be yeah. so good. No, I know that's no. what right? I want. Yeah. Like this cast, <laughs> list, if you're going that direction. I got listed names for you that are a thousand times better than this list. Yeah, and, and but this to me strikes as casting for the PR, like almost like here's all the big oh, names yeah. we got for your movie, and it's like yeah, yeah, either go full on like hardcore Brooklyn, get some real, you know. Get some get some real good actors for that, or go cartoon crazy, and that that way I, I don't think you get celebrity actors to do this thing. I think you get good vocal talent. That well, and they have Charles Martinet doing surprise cameos, which yeah. he is your Mario, Luigi, Mario, Waluigi. Yeah, he's your like, guy. You know, he's mm-hmm. in there. Um, but they just don't have him playing any of the any of the roles that he's done. Um, I, I'm with you, Bo. Like. It's not that I dislike any of these people. I think some people's reaction to Chris Pratt is because, you know, a lot of people don't like him right now. Um, But that aside, uh, the people that 
the only people on this list that I'm like, oh, that seems like cool casting to me is Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. I think that sounds hilarious, and I'm 100% on board with that. Yeah. And uh, Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek, which is just like, not that I look at that and I go, oh, that's perfect casting, but it's like, I can see that voice with that character, and that seems that seems fine to me. Yeah. Everything else, I'm like, well, the really? Vivich, the Vivich lady's fine. She's good. She's oh yeah, yeah. Her as Peach would probably be uh, fine. Keegan, Keegan Michael Key is probably fine as Toad. Actually, yes, <laughs> I take could, it back. He's, that he's is perfect. Toad. I didn't really think about it. Yeah, I hope toad. he doesn't do a voice. I wanted to just be his voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, okay. Yeah. Let's just assume that that's what they do here. Is just their voices. Okay. That works for a lot of these ancillary characters, but not Mario. It just doesn't work. No, it doesn't work work for Mario. No. He's either got to go Italian plumber, or sorry, he's got to go New York, Brooklyn plumber, or he's got to go that full Italian thing. And I think that's dangerous, just in general. And why do you have. I'm not sure about Taylor Joy as well. Like, she might be able to do it. Like, I think that's just an unknown because I've only ever seen her in serious stuff. She's really good, dude. You got to watch the. Uh, she's the, super great i just i'm this, this, that'll probably work i'm thinking yeah. that'll probably work what's the chess well. thing she's in now that won all the awards the other day the queen's gambit oh, the queen's gambit yeah yeah and she's yeah. good in the vavitch she's real good in that and she's the upcoming she's uh she's um uh what's her name uh furiosa in the upcoming mad max follow-up so yeah but like oh, all serious stuff right i yeah. forgot they were now I found a video of Chris Pratt doing Jason Statham. Let's judge this impression as if it's a you know if he can do this, can maybe he do the other? <laughs> They're thing? nothing alike, but okay. Let's let's, hear let's it. just give it a shot. Let's see what we got here. I haven't heard this before. Okay, I'm trying to get audio. All right, here we go. Okay, he's fighting somebody. He's bald right now. He should. He's a fake head on. And come, great job, Jason. Thanks, Ken. Did all right. <laughs> Hello, I'm action movie star Jason Statham. Okay, I kind of hate it. Never mind, that's yeah, bad. Yeah, it's not good. That's bad. Yeah. Uh, okay, here, who's Towie? Does anyone know who Towie is? No. T- T-O-W-I-E? No, nobody in the world. Okay, because it says here, hilarious moment where Chris Pratt nails his Towie impression. So let's see what that is. It's not Towie. I wish it was. It's going to sound, this is really embarrassing to do in front of a, a whole room. Whoops. So it's like, <clears throat> so like honestly, I like I saw this guy. <laughs> okay, like, oh, you know what? That is that isn't bad. Is it good? I don't but know. That's who that also is. not like that is that isn't like Mario at all. <laughs> it's nothing like Mario. That's the point. Like unless he can go, hey, I'm looking here, kind of thing. You know, that's really convincing and not too cartoony. Although this is a cartoon, it's just he'd probably do it fine. But you have a lot of authentic actors who could do it like gold, right? Yeah. You know, it's just you're right. I mean, I'd take Joey Diaz voicing Mario. That would be the There's best casting ever. Literally, people hey, on this on list. <laughs> <laughs> There's people on this list doing other voices for other characters that I think would be a better Mario than Chris Pratt. Yeah, I think Charlie Day would be a better Mario. I agree. Yeah. I think Jack Black would be a better Mario. Yeah, yeah. They just Hollywooded it up. He's, he's, I guess, got high Hollywood stock or however they measure those they, things. They do. You're not wrong. I think this is the number one casting reason. He will be the first name on there. He'll be the one you recognize. Secondarily, you'll you'll know who you know Anna Taylor-Joy is, or Anya, rather. Um, and all these other names will fall in line. But it's this is a Chris Pratt vehicle if you're going to hire him to do it because he makes money 
for the studio. It's weird. It's a cartoon. Them. Like I know they do that for cartoons, but it's not as important for a cartoon, is it? You not, know, like, not really. No. Like you're not no, wrong, like, but it, but they still you know they still go crazy with casting. It's like uh, I don't just, know. Just say Chris Pratt endorses this movie. <laughs> like so I don't have to cast him. <laughs> just, just just pay for Chris Pratt's name. Chris Pratt presents Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> just pay him to present it. You love Chris Pratt? Come see the movie he likes. Yeah, I don't know. I just liked him when he was a little pudgy and on Parks and Rec. He would make me laugh on there. Yeah, he's a funny guy, but now I just now I'm ripped. I don't know. Maybe this is uh, he tests well. I've been watching Thirty Rock now, and I, so I just I'm picturing Alec Baldwin pitching Chris Pratt as like he tests well with uh, hippies and you know women yeah. aged thirty to forty, and <laughs> like it's just like he seems to just be this demo. Like he seems to have taken this role as a demographic filler for for casting yeah. stuff. Like it's pretty obvious to me given the roles that he's in. I'm like, I think Alec even... Baldwin would be a better Mario. Oh, Alec Baldwin, you know, he's great. I love Alec Baldwin. Uh, yeah. Even the stories I hear, he's kind of a terror in some ways. He's a nightmare as a human, but his, he's yeah. great in everything. And we were, Kim's also rewatching 30 Rock. And um, I walked in on a Jack Donaghy scene that just had me laughing yeah. my head off. He's really good. I mean, he's the show for the most part. Yeah. Like, for me, like, I'm like, yeah, the other stuff's whatever. I'm like, oh, when is Alec Baldwin back on? It's just. Yeah. But I, I guess you know what I'd kind of hoped here. They were never going to do this, but I had always hoped that if Mario would get a proper animated film treatment, that a, that some really smart, daring, and the studio would allow this, and Nintendo would be behind it. They'd have to do it together, but somebody would figure out a way to make a mostly silent cast, with the exceptions being Luigi knows two words, Mario says "It's a me," and this a lot, but nobody else really talks, and try to make a really weird but cool story without having to have everybody talk lines all the time i think it can be done but i think the temptation is always like well no this is going to alienate people especially kids they're not going to understand i'm like they already understand this is what the game is like and do it like the way i wish transformers movies were where quit having the people talk i know you want us to relate to labouf and his family but we don't care about them at all we care about we don't need 10 minutes of (laughs) Oh my god, ah, big Transformers, ah, ah, oh, whoa, that's like 80% of the Transformers movies, that we also was, don't need that, just like crush, have the Transformers step on the humans and just go splat and we'll all laugh. It's that was really nice, I would like to play this to celebrate it. But Bo Schwartz, everybody, did a little dance for us on the show, that was yeah. great. Uh, um, by the way, the chat room solved the Mario casting thing. Tracy Morgan should play Mario. <laughs> Tracy Morgan would and be I'm, great. I'm like, that's perfect. What, do you just make him everybody? That'd work, too. I'd be all right with that. <laughs> well, yeah, but at least <laughs> yeah. Mario. Yeah. Tracy What's with Morgan this pipe pres- here? <laughs> Tracy Morgan prevents, uh, presents Super uh, Super Mario. What's going on with this pipe, Liz Lemon? Lemon? Yeah, he'd be great. Yeah, he'd be, be great. Amazing. Uh Anyway, there's your cast. We'll we'll see. We have to wait and see on this deal. Um, also, what else? Uh, let's see. They announced. Uh, um, we talked about Bayonetta three, the hunter, uh, the uh, hunter thing. What else uh, am I missing? It's, oh, Bo's uh, uh, big game that he enjoyed, Disco Elysium, got announced for right. coming to Switch. Yeah. So How you feel Switch about that? You user, like that? you want to play the game that Bo's been obsessed with? Disco Elysium. Yeah, yeah. yeah that seems great. It's, you can, it's like a it's like a video game book. You just bring your switch somewhere and and read <laughs> slash uh, audio book. Listen. Sure, sounds all right. Uh, Mario Golf's getting new characters and courses. I'm down for that. I enjoy that game. 
Uh, and like you said, Disco Elysium. Let's see. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamities expansion got shown off. Uh, and that's really it. No big news on the Zelda front. No big Mario things or any of that. Uh, and you know, Dread is coming. I think that one Kurt- thing that excites me about this is like Dread is on my calendar as a as a yep, we're going to be playing. Yeah, that. that's a for sure. Um, this the big surprise for me and the thing I'm now actually most interested in is this weird Kirby game. I need to know a little bit more, but it seems like the strangest idea. And I just I love open world platformers in the Nintendo style, and I I, I think I would play that pretty pretty heavily. Um, also, Pokemon Unite, uh, while we're on Nintendo's uh, little uh, platform here, seems a lot better on phones. And mine's all installed and ready to play. I haven't actually had a chance. But I'm hearing impressions all over the place, including John and his wife, that as far as like UI and microtransaction stuff and all of that, the phone version apparently is like a, a, a an upgrade. Or did, did, maybe the Switch version's been patched, John, and we just didn't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I haven't gone and looked. But yeah, yeah the phone UI... Look, you are not going to hear me give a lot of love to a phone game unless it is 100% true and I have no other choice. And it's 100% true, I have no other choice. It's way better on the phone. She brought it in. She showed it to me. She said, look, look how nice it looks. And instead of looking like I was being uh, visually assaulted by menus and text and font and just chaos that is the uh, Nintendo Switch version of the game on the main menu. It looked nice, and it looked clean, and it mm-hmm. looked futuristic, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is... If it wasn't on the phone, I'd want to play this game. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to playing it, because I'm going to use that backbone thing, and that's supposed to be real good with it. Um, basically just turns it into the, you know, a console version of the game. But um, yeah, I suspect a big influx of players... Like both, you were really feeling headhuntery, and you wanted to take out some, some, uh, some, some noobs. This might be the time because a whole bunch of people will be cross. Yeah, that's what I was. I was planning on when I was getting into it. Yeah, but there's just a lot of games to play. I don't know. I, I'm spent a lot of time in. You know, I spent a lot of time playing Heroes, and just to spend a lot of time playing that game right now, it's just not. Yeah, you're. Going, I don't know if it's the one. That's the thing. It's good, but yeah. it's not the one. I think the one might have been Heroes. And then, yeah, it's just I not. Mean, that's, they just that's don't just it. see it yeah. as the it's one just, that we do. I think. I think everyone gets into these games at different times in their lives, or at times when it, it's good. So, like dedicating a lot of time to a particular game is like a, a choice. But for me, I'm like, I don't know. It's, yeah, I feel you. I, yeah, but it's good. I'm happy to hear all the updates. So maybe it is a lot better on Switch, John. By now, too. I'm. Uh, I'm hearing things like they're improving the item enhancements. For example, you get some free item enhancements. Uh, all the way to 30 so that there's an event going on yeah a lot of good stuff that's cool there. um they didn't one of the rumors was mario and rabbits would get a bunch more showcase and i think they're going to leave that to, that's mostly going to be a ubisoft job to to uh to pimp that it was last time hmm. uh, with the first game so i would not be surprised to see nintendo just sort of letting them do that um, it, that doesn't take anything away from it. That was a, that first game's awesome, and I really look forward to the new one. Um, but I don't, I, I don't think Nintendo's taking the reins on it this time. Uh, but overall, you know, pretty meaty for a for a direct. They they always feel different than anybody else's stuff. These aren't Sony presentations or Microsoft presentations. It's Nintendo's own weird thing, and and um, you know, there's enough there. I think to call it a quality update. I think a lot of people are really hoping for some last minute news that that Breath of the Wild sequel might have still been this year. 
um, or at least gotten a release date. And uh, that sucks. We don't have that yet. But all I need them to come out and say is, I don't care when. I don't care uh, anything about that. What I care about is, do the weapons still break? If the answer is yes, I'll probably skip it. If it don't, I guarantee if, they do. If they don't break, I'm all in on your sequel. But I don't ever want to do that again. I hate they, it. They probably have had feedback on that. I, I'd be surprised. Oh, I the most it. often quoted criticism of that game. I'd be surprised if they left it untouched. Yeah. They just change I it so like that they don't break. You know, I don't break 16 weapons while I'm in the same dungeon. Maybe they have may a still guy break, but you may get repair tools. Right. What what bums me out is they had a natural mechanic storyline wise built into Zelda to, that could have fixed the problem which was okay once you get the master sword you now have a weapon that doesn't break. Mm-hmm. No, but even that the master too. sword you had to go take it and recharge it I, I, I believe is how it worked. Correct. And it's like yeah. I, you could have helped push me towards your weird dumb weapon breaking mechanic by making that happen and they could have still had stuff that was more powerful you know like uh ocarina of time did with the uh the bigger sword or whatever mm-hmm. like you could uh have something that was more powerful but had other limitations and it could still break whatever they want to do but um it just it it bugged me so much that weapons broke that's why i never really got into that game because it is other i mean i I would probably tell you it's maybe the greatest video game ever made if those weapon that weapon system wasn't in there because everything around it is magic it's all good and i I can see like already people in the chat are like it wasn't that bad here's the problem unless you were the kind of person that's bugged by it you don't understand how much it bugs us yeah you know it's one of those things where we're never going to agree because it clearly doesn't bother you that much Mm -hmm. but you have to be on our side of the fence and understand how much it bugs us to understand it but also it's not much of a defense to say it's not that bad (laughs) you know what i mean like (laughs) what that tells me is you agree that it's not great (laughs) yeah you, you agree that it's not great you maybe don't hate it as much as i hate it or you're willing to put up with it but Nobody, I've never had anybody tell me it's a great system. Like with no other caveats, we've got plenty of examples out there in gaming of weapons or items or gear that gets old and worn out. What do you do? Take it to town. Guy repairs it. Take something with you in your bag and that repairs it. Like there's lots of ways of approaching this. I just think the worst one is, well, you use that sort up after four hits or whatever bullshit. That's the other thing. It was so fast. That I felt like I never had enough, and inventory was never big enough for me to feel like I had enough to back me up. And there were times where I straight up like, I'm not going in that shrine today. I should. I should be in there now solving whatever effing problem I had got to sit, deal with in that shrine, whatever puzzles, whatever. But I'm not going in there. Why? Because I got like two skeleton arms and a and a and a shovel. And I don't want to go I don't want to go farm the, the stuff I actually need, but I also know those are gonna break. And I may need that shovel as a backup. Like, that sucks. It's just not fun. It's kind of like they they looked at RPG design, because there's repairing weapons is a thing in a lot of RPGs and CRPGs. Yeah. But it's kind of trivial. Like, you kind of repair things, you click a button, ding, 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 you pay some gold, it's done. They're like, we need to... We need to expand this to make it awesome. Like repair systems are so like trivial. They almost might as well not be in there, except what if we made it meaningful? Like they almost is like they went hard on this whole notion of of that and then having you have to make meaningful decisions about your equipment, which in real life would be the case, right? Yeah. Like guns yeah. get jammed, they need cleaning, like they don't just operate 
um, in the real world. Well, plus you, you'd probably have to make sharpening. Some, you'd have to make some hard choices too. Like, um, do I? I don't have enough money to have both my machine gun and my pistol fixed, so I need to decide. Like, there's a that I nuance mean, is not in the games. Games are just like, oh, here's gold. Go ahead and fix it. And, real life, if you swat a sword at a armor, there's a chance it could break or chip or like. I mean, it's realistic. Like the way that we play games is so not realistic in terms of that kind of thing. But, yeah. but it's just like nobody's having fun. It's like it's just like they made a poor decision. Because I think having limited resources or making meaningful decisions on things you have limited, like items of, can mm-hmm. produce challenging strategic gameplay. But sure. like, it's just not in the expectation of people playing games like yeah. everyone expects to not be dogged down by this stuff and that's so. why i think these short can- short core games do well it's not just me <laughs> they they sell well and a lot of people play them because the gamification is there for for fun factor and real you know replicating a, a super accurate experience of checking somebody out and you know in in uh well that's a bad example uh let's let's use um you know what house flipper is the best example still it's like well do you make it kind of fun to put up wallpaper or do you make it a nightmare to put up wallpaper well you're going to choose fun or else no one's going to buy your game or the people that do are gluttons for punishment and and want to be in a in a in a marginalized category of game and that's fine that those exist but if you want larger access and and more people playing it you got to make it so we're having fun and yeah. I, those weapons well, were not, not fun for me. It's not a re- very realistic game to begin with, so it's a poor argument for. And that's why it bugs me even for, worse because so. it's Zelda. There's all sorts of magical hoo ha going on. Don't suddenly mm. get precious about your weapon damage, like. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think you've got to always acknowledge that uh, there are going to be people that you know beat Resident Evil with a hundred magnum rounds in their inventory because they didn't want to waste a single shot yeah like you you have to take those gamers into account like they exist uh and i think the that same mentality is the same mentality that goes oh well i can't use these nice swords they're gonna break Mm -hmm. so i'll just walk around and play an unfun game with these weak weapons and that and just replace those like you have to understand the like the logic behind how some people think yeah. And there are going to be some people that can't get over that hurdle. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so make it's, a different, they have to design a different opportunity cost. What they're doing is trying to make a cost associated with your power. Yeah. It's like that's just one that people don't like. So like, even with, even, even with a thing that I think is almost game breaking, they still made one of the greatest video games ever made by man. And that's still, and that's with this stupid system. Imagine what you could do without that system <laughs> is what I'm getting at. Take that out of there. Suddenly, you're in the perfect category. You're the best game I ever put time into. Well, and like we said, we played that Phoenix Rising game, which was very in the same vein, and it didn't have weapon durability, and it was fine. I didn't play that game and go, man, you know what this game needs is these weapons to break all the time. <laughs> does, um, does Zelda have difficulty levels? Like, can you play easy, hard? Easy, uh, I don't hard? think so. Isn't it just a standard run? Because weapons breaking seems to me like... um. A challenge mode, thing yeah. That they could put in the game. That's a real. That's yeah. a really good point, Bo. Um, well, actually, I don't remember now. Breath of the Wild difficulty settings. Uh, let's see if this has any, because I don't think it did. So, if that's the case, maybe the new one could introduce such a thing and say, "Here's a toggle for a thing that some of you may want to do." And if so you do that, you a, get extra yeah, whatever. Here's a fun mode that you can play, and then here's you could even say the way the game was meant to be played. And those people who want to do that, I realize that kind of makes people who play the other one feel yeah. bad. But 
That is how they designed it meant to be played. So I yeah. would say. I think that's fine. I don't, I don't care if people tell me you didn't play it the way it was meant to be played. If I had fun, I had fun. You know? Yeah. To me, yeah, that's all I care about. language it up. It's not their you know, 50 bucks. It. My 50 bucks. Um, all right. I've confirmed it. No, uh, no difficulty settings in Breath of the Wild. They never had any. So that makes sense. Uh-huh. I don't remember clicking anything. And I'm not even saying... Don't like nothing else about the game needs to be dumbed down. It's already kind of a difficult game, even without the breaking. And I'm down with that. I like the fights. They were hard. Uh, Mm -hmm. The challenges in those in those shrines were real. Like keep all that in there. Just don't have this one tiny extra thing where all I got left is a skeleton hand. I've already used it three times. And if I die, well, I got to teleport out of here and start over anyway. And you just kill the fun. It just stops it to brings it to a halt. And you don't need to do that to yourself. Amazing game. though. Uh, okay. That's it for, uh, pretty much what's going on. We're going to get into what we played, but before we do that this week, we have a dear Martha steam review. Yes, that's right. You heard me. Uh, this is John reading a review from steam in the stylings of a dear Martha letter from the 1800s. Uh, and, uh, this is no different. It's for Yakuza like a dragon. Enjoy. My dearest Martha today, I present to you a review for Yakuza. Like a dragon. Martha, someone on Twitter once told me Yakuza is like a Scorsese gangster movie where every 30 minutes is interrupted by an episode of The Simpsons. And I haven't been able to forget it ever since. Yours in this life and the next. You're a damn crab. You're a damn crab? I'm sorry, crab? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a great name. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Pretty, just, pretty apt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a really good description of yeah. Uh the long, I should have said this earlier, I forgot to. The browser, at least the browser version, I don't know about mobile or you know other stuff, but the browser version of xCloud is now out of beta, it's, or, or, it's, or it's available to everybody. It may still be technically beta, but everyone can use it now. Hmm. And um, I, noticed, I noticed a way better latency experience when I went and tried it, so... Something improved since I last fiddled around in there. And you guys, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to check it out, but the reason I bring that up That's is because Yakuza Like a Dragon was the game I tried. So there you go. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm. I just good thought choice. I could run around the street, see if I have good input lag or not, you know, that sort of thing. And it was great. Super responsive. Uh, better than it was the two, three weeks ago when I tried the exact same thing when it was still in beta. Um, all right. Let's move on to what we're playing. Whoops. Uh, it's all new for me this week for the most part. I still played a ton more of that gas station simulator. It rules. It's the best chore core game on the market right now. It's <laughs> janky and ridiculous and weird. And you guys, I got to tell you about this thing that happened in that game. Cause I didn't okay. know about it. I haven't watched anybody stream. So I didn't know what was going on. And I'd seen a lot of stuff already. I had to pick up a wet poo in the bathroom once and throw it out. I had, yeah. I had, Yay, that's I, had, awesome. I had a snake. I had a snake <laughs> name. I don't Yay. remember his name, but there was a snake that came through the place, and he's not even in there now. They took him out with a hot fix for now until they work out some like phobia stuff they want to put options in. Um, but I've seen every weird thing you can think of. There's an alien reset to all the vehicles. If the vehicles are stuck, you just have the aliens come and they flash everybody's memories. It's weird. Anyway. A um, lot of shirtless customers, just a lot of weird people looking at me. Elon Musk driving the fuel truck, like all those weird things aside. This one thing happened. I didn't know it was coming. But when I first put in the bus stop stuff as an upgrade out way out in front mm-hmm. of everything, 
Mm-hmm. Suddenly I hear this in the distance. I'm like cleaning a wall. I'm right. Uh, Purvis or whatever. I put another penis on a wall or whatever. So I was out there washing that off. And I could hear out front. Do, 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 do. I'm like, what is happening? It sounded like a German underground like club. And I come around the front and there's customers milling around. This guy getting gas, all this stuff. I have an employee working the register now. And out of this bus comes a string of like 15 plus I don't know if they're cosplaying. I don't know if they're actual aliens. Some of them had lizard heads, but these guys come out of that thing with that music going, and they're doing like raise the roof dance (laughs) all in a line. And they, it is a really weird thing to see in motion. I'll put some video up at some point because I captured some, but they come wandering in there and they just make a mess of things and they walk around and they knock stuff off of shelves and they are pissed that the certain kind of ice cream brand isn't there. And they just oh are a God. pain Picky and, they, aliens. and the shit. floor, the floor gets all shitty. You have to go like sweep it when they're all gone and everything. And then they have this huge line of like checkout and they're buying all the alcohol. That's the other thing. So any al- alcohol I had on the shelves is like gone when they're done. That's good. You're making money though, right? Oh yeah. So, totally making money. And so I go to the register, shishing, shishing, shishing. And you just slowly work through this busload of weird aliens that are still going like this and this German music going. It is the weirdest effing game. And I'm loving it because the loop that's is amazing. good. Yeah, it's that a, it's amazing. That's, that's that sounds like a great experience. I, and honestly, it sounds a little accurate because you get a group of people, aliens or not, into a retail store, and it just goes bad. Yeah, it gets bad. I, I mean, I that, don't know if I told you what I got kicked out of Walmart for. No. Stop the presses, everybody. Hold on. Okay, John, now uh, let me give you. We need an intro for this. It's a new segment. What John kicked out of Walmart. I have the. No. Uh, Okay, yeah, that'll work. All right, we got a little wee music for. Okay, so tell us what happened. Why'd you get kicked Uh, out of Walmart? All right, so a group of friends and I, after we had finished watching a movie, we were all, you know, hyped up, post movie hype. Yeah. We decided to uh, go to Walmart because that's all you could do in the town. When I grew up, that was as fun as it got at midnight. It was like that or Denny's. Yeah. So we went to Walmart, and uh, while perusing Walmart, being loud and rowdy at around midnight, we decided that the most fun thing to do would be to go to the aisle where they sold bikes. And we each got a bike, and we each got a bike helmet, which we didn't put on our head, we put on our arm, and we got those big flags that you stick on the back of the bike, you know, that stick way up. And we held that like a lance, and we rode down the aisle at each other, on bikes with a shield and a lance and we jousted in the aisles of walmart <laughs> and we got about two jousts in before we were uh, asked to leave wow that's two. a great reason to get thrown out. i oh agree yeah i mean was it dangerous at all was anybody gonna get hurt with those possibly yeah. i mean we had our shield it was a bike helmet you know what are you gonna do yeah, when well, you told you them you were professionals right before this <laughs> yeah was, guys we've done this many times yeah we know what we're doing just show them a fake uh fake permit like uh, the city allows us to film our, our hot action movie here and you sh- that's what you should have done just gone all out <laughs> just say i have a right to try out the gear before i get to buy it like yeah, this is what quick. i would use it at home kids i mean kids in my neighborhood would do the same thing on bikes with brooms but it was outside and our parents were who knows where like this is different you're in like a public <laughs> private yeah but it was there. midnight there wasn't a lot of people there yeah and you know, that's probably was your contained. mistake there wasn't a lot of people there so they weren't busy so they could they pay right. attention to you oh good point yeah, yeah go during a, yeah. some sort of rush time do it during Christmas uh, Eve's shopping spree and then see who stops you then yeah oh, exactly actually that sounds like a terrible idea don't, don't do that 
Uh, well, all right then. There, that's a great story. I'm glad we got to hear it. Um, yeah, gas station. This thing's great. And the other thing is, it's already quirky from the get go. It's on Route 66. You're driving a crap jalopy when you find an abandoned station. You buy it. You take a loan out from a loan shark to even afford it in the beginning. Aliens oh, come out of buses. Uh, snakes are in there somehow. I had to pick up a poo. It's amazing. It's an amazing game. And they get pissed at you. Like the guy bringing your, your beer replacement will pull up to your warehouse. And because you haven't gone out there to open it, you hear this outside. Meep, 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 meep. This guy just <laughs> leaning on the thing. And you go out there to let him in. And he's all janky. Gets out of the car. Acts like he's going to smoke or something. You unload it. He gets back in. Gives you the thumbs up. And the game's got a glitch right now where... The guy driving the truck away is sitting outside of the truck by about, I don't know, three feet and just drives off as this floating guy parallel to the truck. So it's got bugs and issues. None of it's super game breaking, but it's just one of the most fun, janky things I've, I've been able to play. I really like it. Okay. The two games I played this week that are new, I played Sable and Aragami 2. And uh, these are both on Game Pass day one releases, uh, which is I try to do, you know, I try to check out new Game Pass stuff when it hits. And Sable, I've been looking forward to for a long time. This is that one that's kind of caught, kind of got, I don't know, definitely an anime hand-drawn kind of influence to it. But best thing I could compare it to would be like Zelda Journey. um, I don't know, some kind of hybrid of that. But also there's loot and there's also open worlds and there's quests. And but it's set in this trippy desert planet kind of crazy colored thing where uh, you ride around on basically hover bikes to get anywhere. And uh, there's magic involved. And I'm I'm very early in the game. I'm maybe an hour and a half in. So I can't you know, I can't really speak too much to it. But I've done some really fun puzzles in some really big rooms with some crazy mechanics and really cool visuals. Um this was one that was shown at E3 and everybody kind of went, oh, what's this? What's that? Yeah, I really like the look of it. I installed yeah. it. I hadn't played it, but you'll, I, you'll I like it. it was on Game Pass and I checked it out immediately. You'll <laughs> like it for sure. I think this is up your alley, but it also, it, it, well, who's, who is this for? You know, people that like uh, Shadow of the Colossus or Ico or it's it's in the vein of that, but more like a Zelda game might play. You're, it's third person camera. There's there's even a um, a mechanic for when you're trying to climb a steep wall that you have a uh, you have a, a, a meter that will exhaust. So what is that called? Stamina meter. Yeah. And um, I don't think you can expand that meter. Maybe you can, but it feels like it's just there so you don't always hang on something, which has some interesting puzzle mechanics. Because if you can get on a big pillar. And shimmy around quick enough, you won't run out of your stuff and end up on the next platform and be where you want to be and so on. Um, I'm all over the place with this description because it's really hard to describe. But visually and kind of art direction wise, it feels like a brand new idea. And that's that's really drawn me in. Uh, the other thing that really pushed me over the edge to make sure to check it out was the glowing review it got on PC magazine or PCGamer.com. Those guys were uh, this one guy in particular who I follow his reviews who just could not shut up about this game. So I'm like, I got to give it a try. It's not perfect. It's got some bugs that are mostly a fixable, like a couple of stutters here and there that aren't frame rate stutters. They feel more like, I don't know, non-optimization kind of stutters. Not a huge deal, but they're there. Um, but for the most part, I was blown away by it. It's a really cool, really cool game. And I'm early, so I'll keep dinking with it. And your weapons don't break. That's the other thing. I kind of like that. Nice. 
Uh, Origami 2, if you ever played Origami 1, uh, not Origami for those who may be mishearing me, but um, Origami. It's basically, uh, do you guys remember those Tenchu games, the stealth uh, ninja games? Yeah, you'd throw a poison rice patty on the ground and someone would go, oh, and they'd eat it right off the ground and then they'd die. Yep, that's the game. (laughs) I mean, there was more to it, obviously. Sneak up behind a guy, shank him in the back, hide him in the bushes, you know, kind of early Assassin's Creed style combat. That's that's this. This series is that. It's an indie uh, game. The first one I really enjoyed, played it back a couple years ago, I guess. Uh, This is brand new and it's really great one of those you're in the shadows you're you got a cool power that lets you kind of ninja leap up to high places and then hide up there and then dive down on your victims and kill them every level feels like a bit of a puzzle it's like guys are patrolling and you need to take them out quietly or avoid them all together uh there's loot and items and clothes and all that shit that that didn't exist in the first game and uh it's a continuation of the story again didn't have a ton of time before the show tonight but Played a bit of that. It's good. I will be playing more of that for sure. That's a very cool game. Also on Game Pass. Does it have co-op? I thought it, I heard it had co-op. Uh, it does have co-op. I haven't tried that at all, but it does. I'm, I'm curious. I, actually, I can see how it would work because some of these levels are, you know, there's, there's patrolling bad guys all over the place. And it, you would be a lot more efficient if I could coordinate with somebody to shank this guy on this side of the yard and the other guy who's staring at him the whole time. Yeah. Because otherwise, I got to kill this guy and either hope he didn't see it because he looked away, or if he does see it, I got to go hand to hand, which is fine. There's a parry system and it's fine. The combat's fine. But the real point of that game is to just stealth the hell out of everything if you can. And um, th- in the last game, they had a mechanic where you could hide in the shadows, but it was a, it would run out pretty quickly, and then getting back in the sun would re- refill the meter for it. It was a very annoying mechanic. I understand what they were trying to do so that you just wouldn't lurk in the shadows all the time. Right. But, but they learned that, I guess, that that's <laughs> yeah. not as fun, and now that's gone. You, you still have that ability, but there's no running out. You just have it. Yeah, it's highly made up. I mean, if there's a shadow and you're hiding in it, you can, in theory, hide in there forever. Totally made <laughs> you know, up, like, yeah. Until yeah. somebody looks in, like, yeah. yeah it, was a, it also it, feels like, you know, if you're going to be stealthing if you're gonna tell somebody hey you want to play a cool stealth game yeah. like the people that are going to be into that are like yeah i want to hide in the shadows yeah okay but you're only gonna be able to do it for a limited time that's a real your yeah. weapon you run out of vitamin d you can't hide anymore <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's artificial scarcity <laughs> is it, at its worst not my favorite way of doing things but it's uh this one's better in that regard it also just feels like it controls better uh, i tried it on both pc and and uh xbox as i was trying to see if it supported uh cross save this one doesn't support cross-save. Um, but if you play it on your Xbox and then do it on the cloud, it will carry that over. So there's some stuff oh. there. Um, but that's true of a lot of the smaller indies. They don't necessarily have the same features as the bigger games. But um, anyway, if you like that kind of thing, and if you're like, oh, yeah, Tenchu, or or um, even like the feeling of early Assassin's Creed takedowns would give you, that's what this game is. And it's all nin- like true ninja. Like dude with a ninja suit jumping high places, Dropping down ninja swords, shurikens, like it's that stuff, and it's all set in that time, and and it's and the voiceover is all uh, Japanese with subtitles. It's cool. It's very cool. Um, yeah, so that's what I played. A lot of Game Pass this week. Installed some other stuff I haven't touched yet, but uh, it was a good week for Game Pass. I would argue. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff came out. Yeah, there. there's one the one I barely started called Clown, tr- or not Clown, Crown Trick. 
which is a mm. turn-based roguelike I totally missed my radar. It's been out for a while on other platforms. I didn't even know it existed. And holy shit, is that my jam. So I'm going to play that like crazy. Clown trick? A, a, a crown. I keep saying clown for some reason, but it's crown. Crown trick. And it's got this great little art style. It's effectively a 2D game, but there's some 3D elements. Mm. It's turn-based in the sense that NetHack or Adam or some of those are turn-based, so it's a little more action-y of a turn-based. But um, as one of those, like very old school concept, but the way they presented it, the way you get upgrades and runes and all that, it's a very cool take on it. Um, but I just, just cracked that open before the show. So I, I need more time. I really want to play, and I don't know if it's any good or not, but I really want to play Skatebird. Oh yeah. Skatebird. A lot of people have been talking about this. I think in a meme way, like a lot of the ways I saw it were very like, you know, oh, PlayStation announces Wolverine and Spider-Man and blah, 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 and Microsoft's got Skatebird. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it was the condemnation they want they intended for it to be because mm-hmm. I saw it and I was like, I kind of want to play Skatebird. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little skateboarding game where you play as a bird on a skateboard and it, it seems cool. I don't know if it's any good, but I... That hey, that's what Game Pass lets me find out for free. I don't have to buy Skatebird. I can just go try it. Well, because uh, I'm most, intrigued. Most of the reviews say, "Hey, what if Tony Hawk, uh, instead of Tony Hawk and other people, what if they were little baby birds? What if they were hawks, baby hawks? Uh, and what if <laughs> they? Fine. What what if they used your house as the place they went to to skate? So it's like stacked up books and magazines and." You know, you're grinding on bedposts and stuff like that. Um, it seems like a fun idea. And it's, on you know, Game Pass, it's basically free. So why not? Um, but uh, yeah, it seems all right. <laughs> I like I like games about the world, like uh, micro stuff. Like uh, uh, there's a shooter on Steam I want to check out where it's, it's basically small soldiers where you're a bunch of action figures and you're in the yeah. backyard and you got to fight the dog. And, you know, the bosses are, are to- big giant toys that are, moving around and stuff or whatever. Um, I like that kind of thing. Like there's something about that that always gets me. And this is one of those. So I yeah, you should play it. I'm, I'm with you. I like that stuff too. Yeah. So you should play it I'm and then come try, back next week. That at some point. Yeah. Apparently you can fly. You can flap your wings while you're trying to create, create more air. <laughs> so <laughs> yep. you're just like, yeah. it's just like banging on the air and you're up there. It's pretty cool. Um, mm. All right. There's that. Uh, John, tell me about Diablo 2 Resurrected. I couldn't bring myself yeah. to buy it. Do you like it? How is it? Oh, you're playing that? Uh, let me let me tell you about Diablo 2 Resurrected yeah. uh, so that you can decide very easily if it's something you want to buy or not. All right. Because uh, here's what it is. Do you want to play Diablo 2? Um, I want to play... Well, what I really want to play is Diablo 4, but... I want more Diablo, if that's your question. Do I specifically want to... This is not Diablo 4. Okay, if I specifically want Diablo 2, then I bet I'm in good news here. If if I don't, if I want something newer, I should probably just play 3 or some other action RPG. That's my guess is what you're going to tell me. Yes, because this is Diablo 2. Okay. And that comes with all the good and all the bad. Let me... To be clear, this game looks great. Mm-hmm. They've done a, a really amazing job on the remaster. They've done the thing that you can that I, I do actually like, where you can just hit a button and see how it looked. 
versus how it looks now. I think that's really cool and it's a neat little novelty, but I, I don't think you should get the game for those reasons. Um, the the new cinematics look really good. All the audio is there exactly as you remember it. The audio has just been put back in the way it was. Uh, but the game itself is Diablo 2, which was a fantastic, amazing game back when it came out. And people have since improved that formula quite a bit. And so it unfortunately shows its age in that regard. If you don't care about that, if you just want to play Diablo 2, it's fantastic. It's amazing. Hmm. It's, it's a great way to play that game. But I found myself immediately looking for quality of life things that have been added it's in Diablo 3 and later games. They're not there. That just don't exist. Yeah. You know, I, I was like... Well, can I do a thing where I put a little ring around enemies so they stand out a little more in these dark backgrounds? Nope. Can I do a little thing to where, you know, it'll highlight stuff I can click or look at? Nope. Like, the best you can do is you can have it to where when things land on the ground, the name will appear without having to press and hold a button. Like, right. Oh, and you it, can pick up you pick up gold default. just by running over gold now like you do in 3. Yeah, you, there, there's some very, very tiny things like that. Like, yeah. you can run over gold. But here's the other thing. I turned that on because I was like, well, I like it in Diablo 3, so I must like it here. It's way harder to do. Yeah. Like, the the... It, the radius for picking up gold is very specific and i found myself just clicking the gold anyway yeah because i was like i'm not picking it up fine i'll just click the gold just yeah. click the gold and i'll pick it up yeah. uh, and it seemed about 50 50 on whether or not i actually picked it up or dropped it well the, now the good news is i'm not, sure that i'm sure the community will make a whole bunch of mods and they'll oh, wait you can't mod this game all right go ahead <laughs> yeah that's true yeah. but uh you know i don't want to make it sound like it's a bad game it isn't it's diablo 2 it's it, it's a fantastic game that game has a great legacy that game is you know notorious for a lot of good things that it did at the time i just think that everybody should be you know very clear on what you're getting when you get it you are getting diablo 2 they have not remastered the gameplay they have simply put this game back out and it looks a lot nicer and I'm sure they could probably tell you a hundred things they did that are, are better and different from the time I've spent on it. It feels exactly like how that game did for good and for bad. Did and you, it made me want Diablo 4 even more, and it made me honestly want to play Diablo 3. So that's the review I read in PCGamer.com today at a review, and they said the exact thing. They said, you you know, you hit the G key and you, so you can appreciate how much better this does look, and it does. It looks amazing. Um, and And then you can play it, and if you're really looking for that nostalgia, you're going to find it here. But if you've moved on to other action RPGs, Diablo 3 included, Path of Exile, whatever it may be, you're used to a whole new take or an iteration that's been happening for 20 years on this thing or more. Yeah. And now that's gone. Like all of that innovation stripped out. Now you're back to what everybody copied, but then added their own twist on, including Diablo 3. And that review said at the end, he says, I think I'm just going to go play more Diablo 3 because I, I realize how great that game is after playing this. And that doesn't, you know, I, again, not to diminish... You people need to understand how massively influential Diablo two specifically was for me. It's my my gateway drug to all things Blizzard back in those days. Um, it was, as far as I was concerned, the greatest game ever made for a long time. Diablo two would have topped my list, and three's right up there on my current list. Um, 
it's an incredibly important thing to me. But knowing this, hearing it from you, and I know enough about how you like to play and what you like, that tells me I probably don't need to buy this. Because, yeah, I, I would know. say my big takeaway, not far from what it sounds like they said in that review, I came away and kind of my the line I would give about this game, it made me wish they had remastered Diablo 3. Mm. Because I looked at it and, and the thing I kept thinking as I was playing it was, man, I wish Diablo 3 looked like this. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what I really wanted, as it turns out, because... Uh, or I wish this played like Diablo 3. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just ideally what we're get aiming for for four. Right. Right. Ideally yeah. the proposition. Right. Right. Exactly. Three. We want that to be the amalgam of this darker Diablo two aesthetic and storytelling and blood and guts and demons and everything. Diablo two is like a special circumstance because it's also an old game people actually care about. Like with all these remakes and stuff, it's like you know, like Knights of the Old Republic, people like it. But they don't talk about it with the same like asinine reverence that they do. Like nobody talks about any game with his the the rose colored glasses that are worn with respect to Diablo two are the rosiest glasses of them all, essentially of anything of all time. Yeah. I want to say like like as someone who played a lot of Diablo three, the amount of times I've read online or elsewhere like eh, they ruined it. Diablo two is so much better. Like it it, it it's. There's a reason they didn't do anything creative with it. Like, that's a weird, it's not an accurate way of saying it, but that it's such a adherence to the second one where mm -hmm. we, like John says, I would rather like the D3 control, like remake D2. Don't remaster it. Mm -hmm. But I don't see how people in their position could do something different with the kind of comments and culture around D2. Everyone's saying, this is just one of those cases where people are wrong, and I feel like companies just do just need to stop listening to people. Everyone's like, we should listen to people, and I'm like, Blizzard's a great example of they're, they're people who comment about what they need to do are so wrong. Yeah. They're like, D2's the best, everything has to be like D2. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, it's this is going to please actually a small amount of people. Well, I think most of the people who that. said, oh, I want D2 again, are not even going to buy this or play this anyways. Right. Well, keep in mind too, like Diablo three. Some people like to have a story in their head that it was, you know, there was somehow a, that that was somehow a failure. It's like the opposite of failure. That game is still this, I think, second, because uh, because uh, Cyberpunk ruined it, <laughs> but still the <laughs> second best selling PC game of all time, like ever. Yeah, three. Yeah. That's three, not two. <laughs> Freaking three. So you know, just to pretend like three was a problem is ridiculous. Um, just watching this video makes me just want to play Diablo, but. Maybe I'll get my fill in three. I played three to death, so I also played and, two and I to mean, death. It, again, there are going to be people. We literally see it in the chat room. Yeah. Like, there are people that are like, well, this is what I want. You know, I wanted them to just make it to where it's playable. And for those people, like, great. This should be a glowing review for you then. Mm -hmm. um, you know, me, me saying, hey, it's like Diablo 2, but prettier. Like, you should be jazzed. Uh, it's not necessarily what I want, but I think there, I think there's going to be two schools to that. Anyway, there's going to be people that look at three and go, yeah, this is an improvement on just about every element of, of two. Mm -hmm. Like the, the only thing I didn't think three excelled on over two, uh, was story. I, I honestly think three is better than two in almost every regard. Um, except for story. 
I have a thing to tell you guys offline about something I know about the story, but I can't say it or I'll get in trouble. But it's a good oh. it's a good story. I can't believe I haven't shared this. Well, you got to remember to tell us this. I will remember I, this one, hundred percent. In fact, I'm going to put a well, note. I'll something put, we can talk about though is you did when you interviewed Chris Metzen. He did talk about his aspirations for the story to make it more epic, broader, and to make the heroes more heroic. Like, yeah, he kind of wanted to they, Warcraft they, it. They did bit. intentionally move away from this the grim dark a bit to per, you know give more of a heroic vibe and epic epic fantasy vibe which is you know people like burning crusade like you know it's it's not a trope people don't like for some reason everyone just like cannot fathom the notion that diablo could just be anything other than what they think it is like it's not actually it's just an aesthetic decision it's not i I, it isn't as bad as it's been made out to be there there are zombies who you cut in half whose upper torso crawl after you this game's not grimdark. I'm like, that seems pretty grimdark. You yeah. just don't like the palette or something? Like, yeah. you know. They saw a rainbow in the trailer, so therefore bad. Uh, yeah. You know, like, the the criticisms of Diablo 3, you know, you can send me your tweets, I, I think are extremely misguided. There's, yeah. like, I, blood everywhere in that game. Like, it's not nearly as bad as people make it out. It's just... I'm still convinced, even though like Blizzard's not in our good books right now, they're just a pile of people who just like to bitch for the sake of bitching, and Blizzard's their like buddy, like Blizzard's their oh, yeah. whipping boy. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I I agree wholeheartedly with everything you guys are saying. That's my whole point about the the narrative people have in their head. They just have whatever they have in their head, and there's no there's no changing it. Um, and I'm not even that big of an apolo- apologist for three in the same way as like, I agree. The story is the weakest point. I think it's a really weak yeah, point. It's not the perfect, game. but the second game was, had more substantial story stuff, which made the grim dark feel more grim dark story enhances that. Um, yeah. And I think that, I think what you just said, hundred percent nails it for me. Like, cause Bo's right. You literally fight a larder demon that is just bodily fluids leaking out onto the floor constantly until it explodes into a mass of blood and guts. Yeah. Like characters die constantly. Like almost everybody you meet and they're like, hi adventure. Can you help me? Like they're going to die a grisly death. You're Mm -hmm. probably not going to actually help them all that much. (laughs) There's literally a mission where you just try to save as many people as possible. And most of them die. And like the, the game has its elements of it and it is dark it is gothic like it does hit all those things i think the only area it fails in is it does a little bit more of the uplifty high fantasy business and i think as a result i I think a lot of people misinterpret that as it's not it's not dark or the fact that they can see because that's the other thing i am noticing playing diablo 2 is it's like oh yeah okay i can't see half the game yeah there is a lot of stuff in boy do i feel immersed because i can't see half the game yeah I got to tell you, one of the most, you know, you know, like if you have a favorite uh, magic trick and you've seen other magicians do it or whatever, and you always you always just are delighted to see a certain magic trick. The worst feeling in the world is finding out how it was done later. And when you find out when they when the fog lifts, you're like, oh, that's how that trick went. It's a super big bummer. This is a Diablo like thing for me. Um, Diablo one and Diablo two and even early in Diablo three's release. I was always so amazed that there was an unending, infinite number of weapons available to you. Mm. And they all had different names. They all looked different. Uh, they had a different hilt. They were longer. They were shorter. They had a, a blood coming off one of them. And the other one was glowy green. And 
And and in my head, I really thought that one of the things that this game did is figured out how to have unending generated numbers in the billions, maybe, of mm-hmm. of weapons. I was all wrong. It was like suddenly the, the itemization system hit me and I went, no, 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 no. What it is, is it's maybe, it's still maybe impressive. Maybe it's 100 weapons, but they're going to roll 5, 10, 15 different ways for me when I get them. And I'm going to have that same sword many, many times over. And that sword's just going to have slightly different numbers on it. Now, that can be kind of infinite. You know, those are RNG numbers and can be generated based on that. But the actual weapons themselves, the art for the weapon, for the longest time, I thought, oh, man, this is the game that will change the world because they figured out a way to make infinite possibilities. Like the yeah. levels of random. It's the no man's sky yeah. of like uh, loot drops. Yeah, that's really what I saw it as. And, and also the fact that it was, you know, every level was randomized every time you went out and played it. Uh, still an impressive thing, I think, in any video games. But, you know, procedurally generated dungeons made me feel even more that way. Like this game just goes mm-hmm. on forever. So I can justify 900 hours in this game because it never ends. And I was so disappointed when I found out that wasn't true. <laughs> I was really bummed. Still a little bummed, you know, like I want to, I remember, I remember um, at Borderlands, remember when they used to say billions of guns or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And that whole thing was just same thing. It's like theirs is maybe a little bit more randomized, but there's not all the arts done and it's finite. <laughs> it's not like some computers. I mean, maybe today, maybe we do finally get to a place eventually where an AI is designing a bunch of weapons in real time and skinning them in real time. And they're being pumped into the game in that way. I mean, those are, there's some really interesting future stuff coming, but that is not how this worked. Yeah. I can I see that out. maybe sometime. Uh, oh yeah. Chat's talking about the billions of guns things too. That's cool. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's, it, it's just there to delight you, but you know, yeah, there's a finite amount of, yeah. Anyways, that's how that's how all that stuff works. That's true. <laughs> yeah. uh, we also know a lot more about the games we play in this day and age than we did back then when it was like looking things up. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Information's everywhere yeah. now. A lot of that stuff's there. It, it yeah, it was mystical at the time, and then you get older, and then there's wikis, and somebody puts up a single screenshot that contains every weapon model in Diablo 2, and you go, wait a minute, it all fits on one screen yeah yeah wow i had spoiled uh, that shit right before uh, yeah, wait, wait, yeah. what? That, that might have been what i saw something like that like i saw yeah. a list or a visual list and went oh please tell me that's really this is it like i couldn't believe it it really soured and me on it, like, oh wait that's it <laughs> which is stupid because it is the numbers that matter but i just it just felt like there was a new sword and it was going to pop out of every hole i clicked on and it was Ooh. never the same and that's a that's a big illusion to have broken. But anyway, well done, everybody at Blizzard for that back in the day. All right, uh, Final Fantasy four and fourteen. Uh, so there's ten ten games between them. How's the how's that going? And I'm playing both of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I kind of talked about four earlier. We've got uh, Final Fantasy four, definitely very story driven, and I'm enjoying it. It goes dark in a lot of ways. Uh, speaking of grim dark, um, fourteen. I just I've been playing more of that. I got through the base level Heaven's Ward on my second character now. So I have uh, I'm, I'm getting there. My goal is to have this second character ready for the new expansion by the time it comes out. But uh, the only thing I'll mention here, because I know Bo had an interest in it, and just because it's the thing that I've been ex- most excited about this week in, in games, is I finally decided to give the job of Dancer a try. 
Oh, okay. Oh my gosh, it might be the most fun class I've played in a video game in a long time. You're I don't even know feet, right? why I like it so much. Uh. Um, it It's just, and granted, I've only gotten it, uh, or it's only level 60, which is what it starts at. So it's not like I've put in a ton of time. Um, but I got to where I could unlock it. I unlocked it. And uh, it's super cool. It's super fun. I love the animations for it. I love the look of it. I love the sound of it. Uh, being a ranged DPS is a, a lot of fun. And uh, I that class is really good. Uh, also, Red Mage finally clicked for me, which is another one I've really been enjoying. So uh, right now I've got, I think, five classes at level 60 that I'm going to just keep pushing forward as I move through the expansions. And uh gonna keep going on that game so Sweet. still enjoying that it's what i it's what i do most of the free time yeah i uh i i love that you're doing this at all that's final fantasy taking over your whole life thing is just crazy to me i love it, it <laughs> the, the thing that i'm enjoying the most though it's so weird uh so here's a good connection between the two so I had no idea that 14 was as entrenched in the history of Final Fantasy as it was that it paid so many homages back to the older stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I got to a part in four where I ran into a bunch of these like evil dolls running around. And as soon as they started talking, I was like, I recognize this music and I recognize the name of these dolls. And then I remembered, oh, it's a boss in Final Fantasy XIV. There's a bunch of these little dolls. They all combine into one giant horrific doll. And I was like, is, that must be what this is from. And sure enough, I started fighting these little dolls. They turned into a giant horrific doll in this old game. And so it's been really wild to see these, like, as I'm going through the games, I'm seeing bosses that have already been in the game there's entire dungeons where it's like oh here's a reference to three here's a reference to two like you begin to get an, a better idea of how much love for the entire series overall 14 is once you start playing through that game yeah. and that's been the thing that's been really crazy cool to see as i go through these older games is going oh my gosh like the first raid from uh a realm reborn is is this giant crystal tower and it's like a multi-part raid and literally the bosses that are in there the way it looks the music all of that is directly from the final uh dungeon in final fantasy 3 huh. and i had no idea i just was like well oh, this is the thing they came up with i guess and then you start to see it and you're like oh my gosh this is really neat that the way it connects to the the whole series not in a story way like you don't have to have played all those games but in just a a connection and a, and an homage, and it's been really enjoyable. That's nice. I'm uh, I'm happy to hear it. It's been fun to watch from afar. Uh, quick, quite tiny Diablo update. Um, a bunch of people in the chat were reminding everybody that you know the auction house was a thing and it sucked and it did suck. It was bad, uh, really bad. And it wasn't really until about a year into that game's release that things got better because they dumped that and announced. Uh, the sequel or the expansion plus they did the loot point or 2.0 stuff which fixed all the itemization oh think, yeah maybe it was, it was out the gate Diablo 3 I would not I, I did not love I didn't yeah. think the game was great but the game that exists now is yeah. and you know you're gonna judge the game off of what it is now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say yeah I would take 
base level error 32 or whatever it is diablo 3 over diablo 2 no that's stupid yeah i i think the game that exists now is one i would rather play than diablo 2 that's what i'm saying yeah not necessarily in its launch state yeah, uh, not the one where yeah. i couldn't log into it <laughs> oh one thing worth noting speaking of bugs yeah uh i don't i don't know but uh I made a character I tried to play uh, earlier today on Diablo 2 Resurrected. This was after they took the game down for a brief update. So this would have been after the update. Uh, I made a character. I made a druid named Beans. Mm-hmm. And I saved the game and I exited the game because the baby woke up. I hadn't played for very long. And then I logged back in to continue the journey of Beans. And that character didn't exist. Oh. So I don't know if there's an error. I don't know what's going on with that. I ended up making a second incarnation of the character. I hadn't done anything. So it's not like I lost a ton of progress or anything. Right. But I did do save and exit. And that character was just completely gone. So I, think, I don't know if that's a bug or what. Well, that's but, probably because uh, all the, it is still it's server required this time around. So I don't think any of that stuff gets saved locally anyway. So you probably just their their shutdown or whatever hadn't saved your your entry oh is it yeah. server required oh yeah uh yeah. there is an offline <laughs> well, that's mode. A big oh there's a mode uh, for that okay. yeah there is a toggle you can make an offline character that's saved locally on your hard drive oh okay oh, i didn't know just they like did the original then right they had offline and online. yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. well never mind and three never mind. was three was always and ever online like you can't play that without being mm-hmm. online unless you're on a switch mm-hmm. um but yeah i was curious about that I don't know how much of that is to satisfy old fans who hate the idea of online all, all the time or whatever, but um, that's interesting. So I'll bet if you'd have done the local version, you'd have, it would have kept it. You'd have been yeah. fine. The problem is now you can't participate in like trades with anybody on the legit servers because the minute you go offline, that's when they don't trust you. They think you're hacking yeah. it or whatever. Well, that's fine. I don't want to trade with anybody. Yeah. To me, Diablo, uh, not always because I, I certainly have some fond memories of staying up till like four in the morning playing with hunts the wind and bow and stuff like that Mm -hmm. uh on diablo 3 but generally speaking i i diablo for me is a solo adventure same yeah i hate that that's true because i think there's a lot there for co-op even back in the day but i'm so much more of a a solo player if somebody was asking the other day are you gonna get new world i absolutely am gonna get new world it's cheap uh, it's coming out like what in a week next week and I want to see what's up and they've had a whole other month to polish and I liked the beta. Um, I'm interested, but my one big question remains, is this a solo friendly MMO? Because that is primarily how I'm going to play it. <laughs> I will yeah, very, very it, rarely group. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my it seems time fun. it has been solo and I had a good time, but uh, it looks like it's a lot of community building and. Yeah, you know, let's all band together and do this. And I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be interested once I get to that stage. Yeah, I hope some of that stuff is isometric, and you don't necessarily have to all be in grouped. Okay, ready, one, two, three, go! And like that stuff's great, and the game needs to have it for whoever wants it. But it's not really where I'm at with MMOs right now, so we'll see. It's still thirty nine bucks and no fee, no monthly fee. That's a freaking, it's it's a no brainer for us to cover it. You know what I mean? Like cheap. I don't know what that is Canadian. It's like 180 bucks Canadian. Just kidding. It's like know. $59 Canadian. <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> hey, I don't know these these exchange rates and what's going on there. Oh, I heard you guys had a... Oh, we don't want to get into that. It's political. But you guys just had some kind of weird election and everyone's mad. Oh, never, well, that wasn't a weird election. It was an election. Yeah. They called 
because we have something here called a minority government, which yeah. you guys don't have. Um, mm-hmm. Which is if you you have to win a certain amount of seats. I guess they call them delegates in the states. Yeah. Um, so if you don't, but you're still the majority seat holder, you get a minority government, which means you just have to bargain with the other parties to be able to do anything. And so it's not a great situation. Mm. So they called an election in a minority government and the exact same result happened. The liberals got into a minority government. It, nothing changed. It was the, it was the whole most hilarious thing ever. Like so call an election and everything's exactly what it was. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sure the political people will be like, Oh, it's not exactly the same, blah, 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 but pretty much, you know. Well, we, we, we're all about spending t- huge amounts of taxpayer money on, uh, crap like that. So oh, on nothing. Yeah. yeah. On nothing. So yeah, we love bad. to spend a lot of money for nothing. Yeah. If you guys want to be irritated, watch that, um, nine 11 turning point documentary on Netflix. It's a very good series. I highly recommend it. Um, it's just very studious and very, you know, facts of the story and no sensation. Just like, here, here's what happened. Here's how it happened. Here's what happened after. Here's the guy who made that happen. And now he's going to talk for five minutes. It's just a very, um, academic kind, <clears throat> kind of documentary, but mm-hmm. in it, <clears throat> excuse me, in it, uh, they, there was a stretch of time between Oh nine and I don't remember 12, maybe 2012, where we just wasted colossal amounts of money on really bad ideas in a war that we shouldn't have been in it's insane what we did you have to watch it to just i can't even express it it's called turning point uh Mm -hmm. 9-11 and the war on terror i think is the subtitle it's a netflix thing it's an original it's a it's just a really high quality documentary this is not some you know make a quick buck on the 20th anniversary kind of thing. It's like, it feels like legit, like the kind of thing you'll hear at the end of the year, will be up for Oscars or something. Cause it's, I guess it's TV though. But anyway, it's very, very good. Um, but there were moments in there where you're like, I'm sorry, we spent 900 billion on what, what was that? We'd spent that on. Like, it's just insane things. Like I'll, I don't want to give it any away, but just remember I said goat farm when you get there. All right. Goat farm. Okay. All right. Goat farm. Goat farm. Uh, all right. Let's, Let's uh, move on to uh, Bo. Bo finished. How do you finish Disco Elysium? How is that even a possibility? Well, you get to the end of the game. So hold on. <laughs> like ending a book. I have the, the story, new, the story I, ends. At a I have point. the Diablo problem where I think that there the, the dialogue choices are infinite. Are you telling me there's a finite? Oh no, there's a finite amount of choices, but it's just very robust, and the conversation trees are lengthy and quite complex. Once again, but you do have to solve the mystery. Um, again, the initial sort of thing that you go into and and what's what you're there to do is solve the mystery of the hanged man behind the whirling in rags. Yeah. Um, but in my playthrough, I've learned, I don't know how much I want to say about the game because you just need to experience it, but it's possible for you a, I think not to discover everything there is to discover about the ending and thus get, I think I got a pretty good ending is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Oh, good. That's uh, good. Right. And and one of the great things about the game, too, is that it does look at what you've done over the course of the game and maybe ref- reflect back at you certain things mm. in a very satisfying way um, without giving it away. I mean, I'd rather discuss it with you guys having played it. Not that I want to pressure you into playing it or anything, but um, if you surrender yourself to the fiction, put yourself in the role of the detective and try and sort things out. There's a lot of fun and meaning to be had to be taken out of it. And so 
I had I, I streamed it like the entire thing streamed and mm. it's on my YouTube page. Nice. Um, you can probably also check it out on my Twitch page. There's vods there. Um, all said and done, it took me. I mean, I I really milked it. Like I really spent a lot of time going out, pouring over the dialogue and thinking about it and talking about it. But I think I spent sixty to seventy hours in the campaign. Like I spent a long time. You could probably get through it faster, but. Mm. But maybe you're not as 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 good of an investigator trying to work your way through all the details. Also, there's a lot of side weirdness that really doesn't have to do with the main thing, but everything's connected, I guess, <laughs> if you see it that way. I don't know. It's very interesting. And I know I, I, I can't – I don't want to spoil things, but, like, I know that I definitely had, a, a like, a major – uh, mind jizz moment uh, towards the end where it was just like you know oh my god like i my tenacity paid off in a way whereas you might be able to play that and not have had the things that i did happen to me right mm. so mm. um i just so really I'm like just, the phrase mind jizz like, moment yeah, yeah. And i had a mind jizz moment mm. but like i like it almost like I can almost see people playing this game and then not experiencing certain revelations because they played it poorly mm. or they made different decisions. Like I got an outcome that was very like, there was like, Oh snap. Like I just was like, what? Like it was very like mind. I, my mind was blown at the end. Um, mm. It was like, an, it was both surprising and inevitable, which the com- confluence of the two towards a resolution of story is always very special yeah so but you could you could miss it you could literally in the game mechanics miss that part of the story because you didn't figure it out i guess so yeah it's really good man yeah and it's it definitely ends on a i don't know if the coen brothers are the right thing it definitely it's definitely like it's everything i expected and like there's a, there's a, there was a climactic aspect to it, but an anticlimactic aspect to it that was perfect for the story. I don't know. I can't really talk about it. I just want you to play it and, okay. and experience it without any sort of bias. But you don't get to the end and it, uh, they Shyamalan ding you and, and suddenly Bruce Willis was alive the whole time or something weird like that, right? It's not. There's it's no like, Shyamalan ding, dinging okay. in this. All right. Yeah. I would, I, would say I would not put it in a Shyamalan camp. Okay. For sure. Just the yeah. mind jizz camp, for sure. Yeah. yeah more of like a almost western in a weird way i think Ooh, honestly well now you're now you're talking <laughs> you got you have scott yeah my attention yeah my most anticipated yeah, yeah. movie with, uh, before the end of the year is dune but right after that is a movie called old henry which is a western about a man who's not too proud of his past oh it looks great mm. anyway <laughs> well it's definitely not like an actual western but it just it sort of sure has this very i don't know man it's a it's a if you like gas station simulator this is a depression simulator (laughs) okay you know everything everybody's sad and the world's kind of shitty and you know your mind's a crappy place like but it's good it's funny it's satisfying i enjoyed it i just can't talk i guess where people draw the comparison uh, to this game is planescape torment Mm. so yeah, that game Most had main uh, characters ha- have amnesia. They go weird places, and they have great stories. And so, I think maybe if that means anything to you, because I haven't played Planescape Torment, but a lot of people have. Yeah, if it means cool. something to you, then like that's the vein of game it is. I didn't beat it, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So, so there's like a spiritual successor, like because um, so I was watching this video about these CRPGs, and like I guess Numenaria 
Tides of Torment was meant to be a spiritual successor, but it was a little bit panned, I guess. Yeah, like it wasn't. People, it I think it literally tried to copy Planescape, where this game is a spiritual successor to Planescape in the sense that uh, it's the same sort of experience, even mm-hmm. if it's a different story. Sure. Yeah. Um, someone in the chat was asking, "Isn't there an Old West movie co- or game coming soon?" And there is. It's called Weird West. And uh, mm. I'm very excited about this because who's the devs? Um, it's Devolver Vi- Digital's publishing, and they've yet to make put a game out that I didn't enjoy. Uh, so that's one thing. But let's see, immersive sim from co-creators of Dishonored and Prey—that's what it is. They're ex arcane people. Oh, and, weird. Um, yeah. Okay. That, there's some. There's some, and it's also the wet, the old West with supernatural shit. And I'm a huge fan of that crossover. Totally fun stuff. So, uh, we'll watch for that game and it looks top down like Diablo ish. wonder if it actually is Diablo ish. Oh man, this might be what I'm playing next. All right. Anyway. Hey, let's now move on to shattered tactician or sorry. So you started tactician. What? what? No, no. This is divinity. Um, original. Sin oh, too. you started the tactician. Uh, so, so yeah, it, I got. I had to translate all of it. I'm doing a tactician honor mode lone wolf run. Yeah, which means hardest difficulty, uh, hardcore. So if I die, it's game over. Yeah, and um, lone wolf. So only playing with one character. And how and how is that going? So can I it's do lone wolf without the? Can I do the hard, non hardcore but with lone wolf on? Is that possible? Yes, lone wolf is an option. You can do. Uh, you can play as a single character at any level of difficulty and without oh, honor mode on. Kind of want to try um, because there is a, You say the reason why it's called lone wolf is there's a talent that gives you more uh, action points and uh, you get double stats when you upgrade them because you're a single character. So they 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 compensate you, but you're still at a big disadvantage being that you're only one character. And especially in a hardcore mode, that game basically the big strategy with the game is that you have status effects are mostly applied once one of your armor types is off, physical or magical. Yeah. So basically, if you're playing as a single character, as soon as they strip off one armor type, the enemy generally will, will stun lock you to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have to play not getting my armor peeled off, which is part of the challenge. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you start fights in the middle surrounded by by things. So having played it before is definitely an advantage because then you just I make my um I, I play summoner for the strategic everything I'm picking is strategic reasons not fantasy because I, I I make my summoner I, I give birth to my incarnate I give him a haircut with mm-hmm. him spells and then I just send him into the room and then hide in a barrel while he goes and just takes out a dude and then takes out another dude and they just keep sending in more summons. Mm-hmm. Um, but there the fun part of this mode is just trying to theory craft. Now I've gotten to act two. Um, I did die once on, on my first. This is my second attempt. It's real dispiriting. Oh, oh okay. I was going to ask. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you had to just start it all over. Start uh-huh. right from the beginning. So it's one, you die, you die. Now, I think there's a thing I got to get in Act 2 that'll auto res you. So I, I did actually die in this playthrough, but uh, the second playthrough, but I took the talent comeback kid, which gives you an auto res and 20% health. Yeah, that counts. But That's you don't, fun. You don't get your armor back. Um, so it was very stressful and I almost died, but thankfully the AI didn't attack me, uh, because there was one more AI move before my next turn. So I just scraped by. Yeah. If you like puckering your anus during (laughs) combat encounters, then you're like, oh shit, I'm going to lose all this progress. (laughs) Like it's my favorite. So I wake up in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, Um, that's, that's the mode for you. But so far I'm in act two, so we'll see. 
Mm, that's exciting. Hard. I think that's cool. Yeah, I that's saw cool. you. I watched you stream a little bit of it, and I was trying to figure out why there was just one character running around. So mm. I, yeah. that that's why, because you're challenging yourself. Yeah, the character's name is Lady Gorath. Yeah, it's a lady undead, and with um, a bucket lady, on her head. At least yeah. at the time that I watched. Yeah, yeah you got to start with the bucket in the ship. But now I've got I've got the captain's armor now. The ca- uh, captain Sex Sabor or something, whatever his name is. You're the captain yeah. now. You're saying. Uh, yeah, well, I'm just, I just got to act two on the Lady Vengeance, so yes, I am. I am the captain now. Uh, awesome. I want to play that again because you're talking about it, and that's all it takes with Divinity Original Sin 2. It's just, just some music. Like, it's hard. <laughs> it's, music is so good in that game. I don't know why. Yeah. And uh, I've started looking into Baldur's Gate 3 again a little bit. I can't wait for that game to fully come out. I really want to dive into it. Yeah. I needed to, um, if they can get like, is that first sick. act done? Like done, done? Like I can play the whole. Yeah, you can play the whole first act. It's playable right now. I just, I wanted to stream it and it didn't stream like those. Eh, I'm still working on my new computer kind of yeah. stream setup thing. So it's not, I can stream Divinity barely, but I definitely cannot stream Baldur's Gate 3. So I didn't really dig into it mm. uh, just yet. Well, but uh, I want to watch you stream good. some of the, uh, the Divinity game. I would watch that. I mean, you might be there when I die and cry. Like that's that's sort of the fun thing is just how like you're just like whatever things are. Oh no, no, no! Yeah. And because it's turn based, you just sit there looking at your situation, being like, "How do I get out of it? I can't get out of it. Oh my god!" Yeah. Not like Diablo, where it just happens, and you're like, "Oh no, I'm dead." You have to slowly, methodically watch your world come to an end. (laughs) Yeah. Well, good luck. I wanna, I wanna talk, follow up on it, and see how you're doing in there. Uh, all right. Well, that's uh, those are the games we played this week. I did play a bunch of Potion Craft as well, but I'm gonna play more before I talk about it. I think it's pretty neat. That was almost my review for this week. Again, I feel like we look at the same games each week. I think we do. That game looked cool. Mm -hmm. I liked the the look of it. I don't know if it's any good, but I thought it looked, it had a neat look to it. It is good. I mean, it's, it's got one weird aspect to it, which is making potions is, is like following a map instead of following ingredients. So there's still ingredients, but you're, you're, you're using them based on where it gets you on the alchemy map. And getting further out on the alchemy map means new and better recipes, combo recipes, um, other shit that oh. you can keep in your keep in your recipe book and then make on the fly. It's more it's that part is really different. It's taken a little bit to get my head around it. But once I did and I realized, oh, so it's not just taking two of the fire weeds and a couple of these and mixing them up and going. It's using the amounts I want to to kind of get on the map where I want to go and then make a weird hybrid drink where a guy's like i want to have fast growth uh but i want it to be yeah. half speed or i want it to also be cold well then i got to figure out a way to cr- combine a freezing potion and a growth potion and then you got to do it on this map it's tricky and very hard to describe i don't even know how to describe it properly but the look of that thing and the mechanics of selling stuff and then using your little weed garden to get some mushrooms out of it or whatever all that stuff is great everything looks like parchment like uh, like middle ages parchment and even the tools that you move around, they look like they're all hand illustrated. Well, they are hand illustrated, but it's a very cool little game. Hmm. I'll have more to say next week, probably, but we shall see. Hmm. Kind of a chore core game in a way, you know, a yeah. lot of fantasy. It's definitely in a niche interest thing, right? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like definitely like, do you like puzzles and making potions? Yeah. 
And chat room saying, did Wildstar have crafting with like a map? Was it sort of like that? Because I don't remember that. I don't, know. I don't remember. I, I played Wildstar, but I didn't do the crafting. I didn't either. Now that I think about it, I don't think I did any. I did some gathering and that was it. Um, all right. Let's get to an email. We got one. And it starts with this. That's a good question. Oh, man. I think I sneezed something on my screen earlier. Hold on a second. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> got a nice big loogie right on that monitor. Right, right on someone's forehead. Now I need a new monitor. Oh. <laughs> I really need to clean this. Uh, all right. Let's do this email. This is uh, talktothecourt.gmail.com is the email address. Richard wrote in, says, hey, guys, given how much content there is out there demanding our time, movies, books, shows, and games, how do you decide on what you're going to play on that day or on a day-to-day basis do you try to pick one and stick to it uh, or do you graze on a bunch of different games uh, do you use techniques to keep yourselves on track appreciate the show thanks richard um i mean when you said graze you described me i i do like uh, buffet style video games i like to just sample and poke here and poke there once in a while one will grab me real hard and i'll play uh grass station simulator for 10 hours or something i did already um, that will happen. But a lot of times I just like kind of dip in, dip out. And so if they really grab me, I may stay longer, but usually I'm still sort of interested in checking other stuff out. And that's just here with the console or with my PC at night. You know, if I don't feel like reading a comic or, you know, can't sleep or something, I'll fire up my phone or a, a switch and play something mobile. And may, that may represent I, that me spending at least some time in like five games that day. Which sounds crazy, but it happens a lot. Today it happened. So, yeah, I'm I'm a grazer. Uh, John, what do you? How, how do you do it? Because I feel like you start and then you finish. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, you know, finances are don't allow for a, a lot of games to get purchased, which is part of why I like Game Pass. But um, honestly, you know, I I find a game I really like and I try to just you know lock in and get what I want to get out of that game. Um, for the Final Fantasy games that I've been beating, uh, streaming it and committing to it being like, no, I'm going to play this game on stream from beginning to end has really kept me on task. And I've set aside, you know, on days where I stream, it's going to be about two hours a day. And that's what I do. I play Final Fantasy for two hours a day. These are the hours. And uh, you kind of breeze through games going that route. Yeah. Like, it's crazy what a dedicated two hours where you just say, I'm just going to do this. Like two hours doesn't sound like a lot of time, but it adds up very quickly over sessions. And all of a sudden you've just finished a game and you're like, Oh, Oh my gosh, it's done. Yeah. Um, but the truth is here, here's the real problem. If it wasn't for doing the, the final fantasy games on stream. And if it wasn't for this show and feeling like I should come to the table with something other than final fantasy every week, I would be playing Final Fantasy 14 every second of my free time and I wouldn't play anything else and it wouldn't bother me one bit. Yeah. yeah like I yeah. that's just where my head is at right now with that game. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. Nothing else is interesting to me. Like even games that I know are good that I know I will go back to and I will play and I will enjoy like I started Deathloop and I was like, "Man, this game's really good. I'm really interested in this game." Didn't touch it. Yeah. Every bit of free time went to Final Fantasy 14 and the Diablo 2 Resurrected was a little bit of time before the show where I was like, oh shit, I haven't played anything this week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play this because I have it mm-hmm. and it's new and I haven't talked about it and I don't think anybody else on the show has it and is going to talk about it. Yeah. Um, 
but my head's just a hundred percent in 14. I just play what I like tends to be the case. And that's where my head's at right now. Yeah. I think that's, that's, you're describing me some years ago. Things have changed for me. I just, am I'm way interested in just like seeing, I want to see as much of it as I can. And that doesn't mean I'm going to all, all these stores and just buying everything I see. I don't do that. In fact, I rarely do. It's usually like, oh, here's a code or Game Pass had four new games today or or whatever. And as a result, I've gotten, especially in the last couple of years, just really in this mode of that looks cool. I'd really like to try that or that seems neat. Let's see if that's as good as they said it was or or whatever. And also going back to old stuff, you know, I'll, I'll fire up Invisible Ink two, three times a month just because that game's great. And I go back to that game and as if it just came out, you know, so <clears throat> I want to hear how Bo does it. Bo, you're uh, you're a get in, master it, and then come out and and breathe for a minute, kind of dude. I mean, I've, had, I mean I've like had a kind of I'll say a rough go. I don't want anyone feeling sorry for me, but life was a lot simpler when I was just into heroes. Like I really didn't play that many other games. Like I would play World of Warcraft and I would play Stinson Diablo, but I didn't really branch out very much. I didn't really feel a giant need to. Like, you know, every now and then I would play other games, enjoy Overwatch. I mean, I was very much in the just the Blizzard side of things. I was very satisfied with a very small amount of games, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I still find that that's true. Like, I end up trying games and being pretty unhappy with them because they're just... I don't know. They're not... I want to be respectful, and these are efforts people are putting to make creative... Uh, endeavors for people to enjoy and i know a lot of people work hard on them but at the same time i don't really want to spend a lot of time on junk yeah. you know like i yeah. enjoy playing games i enjoy the intellectual challenge of, of that games can propose and when they don't do that i'm like i can say yeah gta is great but it's not really interesting to me yeah i like i like mechanics so yeah it's just the problem is if you're someone who just plays a game or plays certain games really hard then you don't you could be missing something that's really great that's yeah. the problem with, yeah. with sort of approaching. You'd also just but, get into these camps of like, you know, I know some kids in my family, some nephews and nieces who all they want to do is play Fortnite and that's it. Fortnite is the platform. Um, some other kids, we've talked about this before, but like Roblox is everything to them and nothing else matters. And, um, you know, I try to, and this, this is how Nick was with Minecraft when he was younger. It was like, that's all he wanted to do. And it was nothing else for him. And I try to, you know, say, well, look at this broader thing and all these other kinds of games that you could play. And I think that just comes with age, you, new genres, new whatever. Like, you'll pick other things up as you go. But I don't know. I, it, it, In some ways, it annoys me that I want to see them all instead of just focusing, right? But I don't yeah. know. Sometimes the games don't grab me either. And nice thing about Game Pass or return policies on Steam or or whatever is that we have options now where if the game doesn't really get you, then you don't have to spend any time. You can get out and go do something else. I mean, um, I've returned two games this year. I returned Mass Effect and I've returned Pathfinder. Mm. Um, Wait, Path? Oh, uh, Wrath the of the Righteous. Wrath of the Righteous. Or yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I don't know. It's it's tough. I just uh, I just know if I'm going to stick to something, I'm probably going to put a lot of hours into it. So I get really picky early on if I get any sense that, eh, and I'm just I'm not going to bother. Right. I'm, Even if I it, mean, good. To the to the emailer's point, like there's a lot demanding our attention, and right now, you know, my game time is pretty much limited to when the baby's asleep. So it's you know, thirty minutes here for a nap, maybe an hour for a nap, 
or I'm staying up late and sacrificing my sleep at night to try and get a more significant chunk of game time in um, outside of time where I can justify, hey, I'm going to stream because this does bring a little bit of money into the house. Um, so in general, I don't have a lot of free time. And as a result, you know, you, you have to you have to go where you're having fun. Like if you if you are only inching out, you know, a couple hours to play games, like I'm not going to sit there and devote those hours to uh, honestly, even though I said I'm interested in it, I'm not going to play Skatebird for the precious hours that I have. Like, I, I know if for anybody that's hoping, oh, is John going to come back next week and review Skatebird? No, I'm not. I'm not going to give that game the time. Like, I'll give it, I'll talk about it because I would like, I think it's interesting. I think it would be fun if people played it. But, like, when I don't have enough time to play as much as I would like, that time is going to go to the things I really want to play. And a lot of games, unfortunately, aren't going to fall into that window. Yeah, I totally get that. I mean, my my I've, my passion for it is mostly driven by my desire to, to talk about it. Like, I love yeah. love the industry. I love following it. I love, I love looking deep and then in the micro and the macro and back and forth. And what's Nintendo doing? And why did Sony do that? And how come Microsoft thinks this? Like, that stuff's just, and I could just have endless conversations about it. And then even the nitty gritty of the games and the way genres work and the way they iterate on those genres and, you know, just that kind of stuff down and right down in the weeds. And then back out to like, well, is Blizzard, is Blizzard even capable of being like their old selves or at least what we perceived as being Blizzard or, you know, these big, broader questions? Uh, I love that stuff. And so for me, what I play is often reflective of me just getting excited about all of it. <laughs> like I just love all of it. And I just want to keep you talking know, about it and doing it and seeing it and looking at it. And the show makes me stoked about that. You know, you know what I think is actually kind of hilarious. I think the only we're in September, 2021. I think the only game I've played released in 2021 is Pokemon unite. Oh, wow. Is that true? I, I look at everything I've played this past year, cyberpunk, doom eternal, um, final fantasy seven, I don't think I've. I'm trying to think of any 2021 releases. I played Pathfinder for two hours, maybe, and then I returned it. Um, Hades came out in 2019 or 20. So, yeah. So the big game, yeah. like if I even just look at recently played on like my Steam list, it's like Divinity Two. I've been playing Hades, yeah. Deep Rock Galactic, Banished. Um, you know, I, I, I'm playing like z- pretty much except Pokemon Unite. I'm playing. You know, even Rabbids didn't probably come out in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, Mario versus Rabbids. Yeah, I, I don't think I've played much of y- Yakuza Like a Dragon. I guess counts. Came out this year, maybe two. Like actually, I'm still like year. good. Like there's releases from 2019, 2020 that I'm still like, oh, I gotta do this or do that. I want to do that. Like it's sure. It's very hard. I, I don't. I, I guess maybe if you're a younger person, I don't know. It's very hard. I find to be like. The new stuff all seems good. Metroid Dread is definitely exciting, exciting me a lot. But it's well, it goes to a lot of games I haven't played for the past five years that I could, you know, be excited about. Well, you'll get to this year. Just give it a yeah. You'll you'll be there in a year or two. (laughs) Exactly. This gets to the crux of his email, I think, which is, and and I didn't put it in here, but his subject was an embarrassment of riches. That old phrase about when there's just so many options and there's a little choice paralysis about that. You don't have every, you know, we don't have an, an eighth day a week we can just blow on gaming. I wish we did. But as a result, you do have to sometimes be picky about it. 
And me being crazy is me being being picky. It's a form of being picky. I'd love to play all these games to their fruition. I can't do that. But so the best I can do is talk a chunk about this one, 10 hours in that one, a couple hours in that one. Like, you know, that's the world we are in if we want to if we want to be a voice in this space. So oh, I hate that term, this space. Sorry, everybody. I apologize. Yeah, the space of gaming. <laughs> Freaking hate. Yeah, I, I think those are the two. I mean, we could probably go back and look at it. But those are the two two games from 2021 that I can think of playing in 2021. Pokemon Unite and I'm Pathfinder trying to see. I'm and a, Yakuza Like a Dragon. At it's the like, end of the day, though, you just got to ask yourself, are you having fun? Because it doesn't matter what year it came out. You know, yeah. if you're if you're loading up old NES games and that's what you're doing with all your free time. And yeah. I, I, in a way, that's sort of what I've been doing because I've been playing old Final Fantasies. Yes, they came out this year, but <laughs> I, I've been playing old games. Yeah. Um. You know, as long as you're having fun, you know, who, who cares? You know, you just got to find a way to prioritize and. You know, everybody take care of yourself. You, you know, tell don't. me, you tell, I'm going to read you something. You tell me if you think this means I have a problem. Okay. Okay. This is just, um, let's see. I'm trying to do it by month here. Okay. So just in the month of September that we're in now. Okay. Yeah. Here's my list of games I played. Good pizza. Great pizza. <laughs> oh, wait, ask. are those two games or one? That's one game. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if it was the case that someone came out with a game and then someone was like, I'll make a better one. I know. It sounds like it. It's a, it was a free code. So, you know, there's that. Uh, Potion Craft. Uh, Axillion Legend of Artifacts. Prologue. Uh, I'm also on a beta development of a game I can't say the name of yet, but I'm, that's the next one. Then we got Gas Station Simulator. Papers, please. Don't ask. It's a long story. Uh, Hard, or Hard Space Shipbreaker, of course. Ne- uh, Nebuchadnezzar. Spiritfarer, Lemon Cake, Star Control Origins, Aborea, Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous, Lawnmower Simulator, For the Warp, Arizona Derby, Golf Club Wasteland, Banners of Ruin, Quake Champions, uh, Car Mechanic Simulator 2021, Quake, No Man's Sky, Mech Mechanic Simulator, and Song of Iron. That's just no, steam. you don't have a problem. That's I just think steam. That's fine. Well, it is, but you should see August. It's even worse. I'm not even going to read it. Honestly, that's what, that's what my library should look like because I have a ridiculous amount of games. And if I sorted by time played and I went to the bottom, I'd probably scroll through half the list before I got to any time played because I bought all these games that I have put zero time in. Mm. And like, that's a problem. That's money just flushed down the toilet. We all like to make fun of my stupid lifetime subscription to Star Trek Online, but I could have probably bought five Star Trek Online (laughs) lifetime subscriptions for the amount of money I've spent on games that I've never played. Yeah. So, you know, I, I... I think that's a problem. You at least are playing these things. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's fine. And that's exactly the reason why I was like, Scott, don't worry about Final Fantasy 14. It's probably not for you. Yeah. Like you you <laughs> like to dabble in a bunch of different like experiences. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Like you you want to go to the arcade and you want to try all the machines and you wanna you wanna play at every station and check it out and say, ah, oh, what's this one bringing? And I want to play at home in my underwear in the middle of the floor one game and just go and just that's the game that i have for now until i can convince mom and dad to buy me a new one i, like, can't that's the I think you just and i want to be the guy you can't kick off the machine <laughs> right <it's so> good. <laughs> but i think you maybe hit on it this is how i was raised my dad when i was younger between the ages of eight and all through high school 
he ran arcades. We had a house full of arcade machines. The basement was stacked full of Donkey Kong, Missile Command, Asteroids, all of it. And um, that's literally kind of my genesis of gaming. Unlike some people whose genesis was the genesis, I suppose. I don't know. But anyway, the point is, like, that is how I gamed. So I went from Joust to 1942, back over to Mortal Kombat. Blah, 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 blah. That kind of thing is probably, it's probably just stuck with me, that pattern. I treat these all as if, well, you want my quarters? Cool. How many quarters are you going to get? Well, you're only going to get three because you weren't that good. But this game over here, the Marble Madness style is going to eat a thousand quarters because I'm hooked on that game. I do kind of play my games like that. But I also have these patterns. I just noticed on a day or let's see, August 20, <laughs> August 22nd through 26th. Here are the games. Galactic Civilizations 3, Civilization 6, Endless Space 2, Battle Sector. Uh, Age of Wonders 3, Planetfall Age of Wonders. Like, I went down a, 40, a 4K nightmare that week. And then it then it changes again. It's like, oh, there's Neon Chrome and Replicator and these top-down tw- tw- twin-stick shooters. So I do, have, I do have patterns with, like, genre, but I don't know. I could just play any of these right now. There's Power Wash Simulator. I haven't played it since August. I should probably play that. Get to Power Wash shit, you guys. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like, honestly, I saw Power Wash Simulator. I think that looks good. It is. It is good. It's very good for this dumb thing that it is. It's it's very, very good. Ooh, Deep Rock Galactic's got a sneaky. Uh, oh, look at this graphic. What is this? You guys, they're, they're teasing something. Holy shit. 421, they're saying. Uh, yeah. What do you think that is? It's a new. It's, it looks like a looks like a. Some sort of pyramid hanging off the ceiling with yeah. a light on it. Here, Upside chat, down look. Las Vegas. Look at that right there on the <laughs> screen. Here, John, I'll put it in your uh, I'll put it in our Discord. But look at that. What is that? We don't know what that is. They just added modding support on the fourteenth, by the way. Ooh. Mm, this is intriguing. This game has mods now. Yeah. And you can do uh, well not just mods, but the whole workshop thing. They're gonna do let you do skin stuff and gun skins and all that. Pretty cool. That game's Rock great. Galactic. It's a great game. Yeah, a lot of fun. That also did not come out in 2021, or did it? Hold on. No. Oh, maybe no, it did I... because of the access early access bullshit. Mm, I can't remember. Oh, right. That there's a good. That's a good point. Yeah. I was gonna say we were playing that last year for uh, sure. It said initial release was 2018. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Then. But that that might be initial release for. I Alpha think I think beta. they just hit their one year for. 1.0 release so i think you're right it still would have been 2020 so yeah you're just I, not i definitely games. played post launch and fully released may last 13, time may i played was 2020 yeah yeah so, yeah it says may 13 2020 on wikipedia okay that makes sense yeah. oh, look no i barely games. played any 2021 games i mean there have been some big releases just you know i didn't go nuts for resident evil and you know like it's yeah. just been metroid metroid dread's been the biggest thing in a while that i've been like oh I'm very excited for you to play that game because you clearly have some excitement for that. I think that's great. I, I play I play a lot of Metroid. I like the you know sci-fi isolationist style game. And yeah. Metroid's there big, with him. Big fan. That's how I play Diablo. I'm isolated. I'm the only hero. No one can do it but me. All right. On that I mean, note, Space Diablo would be great. There, there would was be one. I think I would. Space. I would play Space Diablo. There yeah. is a space Diablo somewhere. There, there, there was one. I just it's been it's really old. I think it's Space Siege. I think it's Dungeon Siege. But oh space. yeah, they made us. That's right. 
Because Dungeon Siege 3 was a nightmare, though, and I think the uh, I think the space one suffered from some of the same problems. Yeah. I'll tell you what I would do if it were me. I'd do another 40k game, but just really Diablo it up, like action it up. Because the one that they did, the Martyr one's pretty good, but it's kind of slow and methodic. I wanna I wanna just lay waste to levels in a Diablo style 40k game. Anyway, hey, if you like that idea or have your own ideas of things we'd all like to do, send them in to talktothecore at gmail.com. That's our email address. That's what we got from Richard. It can be from you next time. Talktothecore at gmail.com. Big thanks to everybody who supports us on Patreon. Without you, the show doesn't exist. And lately, it's been growing, uh, the show and the Patreon. I really appreciate it. If you haven't yet hopped over to uh, uh, pledge your way to to, uh, maximum coolness, you can do it now. Patreon.com slash core show. I think that's it. Before we go, John, final words. Well, nothing will make you cooler than pledging your money away to make you cool. So, oh, man. Uh, just remember, the more money you throw at the problem, the cooler you are. You're blowing my mind here. This is yeah. this is intense. Uh, Bo, uh, how do you even follow that? What, what do you got? Final thoughts? I got nothing. That's great. It's pretty that's good, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, throw money at yeah, I'll throw, throw money good at money it. after bad. Does that help? <laughs> uh, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, that'll do it for next, uh, until next time. So we hope you enjoyed yourselves. We sure did. Take uh, care of yourselves. Play a bunch of games, and we'll see you on the next core. Bye, everybody. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. I had to pick up a poo. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM 
for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.